save everyone a little time and or energy, here's this. The opinions that you hear are those of the host and callers, and not those of iHeartMedia, its management, or advertisers. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Phillips File, broadcasting high atop the iHeartMedia complex on WTKS-FM HD1. Coco Beach, Orlando. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. Download it now. Groundbreaking. Critically acclaimed. And now, The Phillips File. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. How It is. Hello there. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome. It is the start of the Phillips File. This one for Wednesday. That's Wednesday, January 17th, the year 2018. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Jim Phillips here once again to take your phone calls and listen to your stuff, whatever that stuff might happen to be. News, current events, we'll do that. Let's talk about your life. Feel free to talk about mine. We'll find many other things to discuss this afternoon. We always do. So take part in the most listened to, the most popular, the most widely heard, the highest rated radio program of its kind in the entire state of Florida. Pick us up on iHeartRadio. Go to realradio.fm. That's our website. You can follow me, of course, on Twitter at Real Jim. And send us a text on anything at any time. I promise we'll read it. We may use it on the air. That's Real Mobile 77031, all powered by David Moss Chevrolet and David Moss Toyota. But on the phones, long distance and toll free, one 978 1041 For those of you in the Metro, 407-916-1041. Mo's here. She has news in a few minutes. Yes, we sir. work off that. Jack is with us. Pinkman is here as well. Busy day these Wednesdays. Right after the news with Mo at about 4 o'clock, maybe a couple of minutes thereafter. A bonus round of closest to the pin, your opportunity to win a You Matter business card guaranteeing you good fortune for the rest of your life. That is followed by Jack's audio file. We have the regular round of closest to the pin today. We'll talk with Scott Maxwell because it's Wednesday, starting at about 5.40. He writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. Then at 6, Shot Doctor comes in for casting call. And then we have, because we don't do a Shot Doctor beatdown anymore, so the five-minute professor will join us at about 520. And then we'll find some drive-home music for you and then wrap things up with PPT. So we're going to try to remain on schedule, excuse me, as best that we can. Other things are happening, especially in Washington. Things are People are flying around. Oh my you can't gosh. get up with, you know, Bannon subpoenaed and Bannon testifying and then the lawyer... Some of the big news last night was, you know, the lawyer for Bannon, when Bannon was testifying before, I believe, the House Intelligence Committee, the lawyer was mm-hmm. funneling the questions to the White House. God only knows what the hell was that that was all about. And I don't think it's a violation of the law, but certainly I wonder whether it's ethical. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. Just play one on the radio every so often. <laughs> so he got that, and then the Bannon's been subpoenaed to testify before the grand jury, but now the word is that... It won't be a grand jury appearance. It'll just be sitting down with uh, Mueller's investigators. This guy's going to sing like a bird. You think? I'm sure. Oh, I don't know. You kidding me? There's a big difference between testifying before a House committee and testifying before a special counsel. 
he seems pretty close to the vest, and he's always wearing a vest. So I think I, I'm very, I'm, I'm no. very concerned that he's going to dance around it and not say anything. No. Mm. Okay. Number one, Mueller has a lot more information than the House Intelligence Committee has. Right. And number two, they're going to go in see these uh, see these piles of paper here. Yes. You know, before we ask you any questions, Mister Bennett, see all these piles of paper. These are depositions. This is what people have told us. We can't name who they are, of course, but sure. this is the testimony that people supplied under oath to our investigators. Now, you are aware that lying to us is a federal crime that could, uh, where you could face 20 years in prison. So you have to remember when you're responding to our questions mm-hmm. to tell the truth. Because if you don't tell the truth, and we're going to be able to determine whether you're telling the truth. Because we might have 15 people back here who testified under oath that Steve Bannon told me. And then if, you know, I think it all, fall, I think it all falls into place. You know, you, you don't go before these uh, these inquisitors with a special counsel. You have no lawyer. You have no aide. You have no friends. You're in there all by yourself. True. And it's not like appearing before the House Committee yesterday with your lawyer or team of lawyers by your side. And maybe your friends said, I have no idea. But at least in the House Intelligence Committee hearing, you can have you can have your personal attorneys. You can have counsel. Right. Not before a grand jury. Not when you're subpoenaed by Bob, uh, by uh, Mueller. Mr. Mueller. Right. Who's uh, who's got the, you know, I mean, either go before the grand jury or sit down with uh, with their investigators and possibly Mr. Mueller himself. And that doesn't mean you can't be subpoenaed later on. Now, he's subpoenaed today by the House Intelligence Committee because they because he declined to answer certain questions yesterday, claiming, I guess, somewhere along the line that he had executive privilege and executive privilege only applies essentially to matters of national interest. You can't you can't say, well, I had a conversation with the president, so therefore I'm covered by executive privilege. It just doesn't work that way. Anyway, but that's not the big story. Whoa. The big story is uh, concerning Stormy Daniels, the uh, the uh, porn actress, the adult film actress, mm-hmm. and apparently, from what I can gather, here he goes. You know, you know who's having a miserable day, not having the best day, Who? is the author of that uh, Fire and Fury. Michael Wolf. Yeah, because Why? here's what's happening. He's already off the front. In, in Touch magazine <laughs> uh-huh. is beginning to run excerpts from an interview with adult film star Stormy Daniels, her real name is Stephanie Clifford, where she details having an affair with the future president Donald Trump back in 2006. Oops. This was just a few months after Melania gave birth to their son. There are some reports that uh, Trump had a year-long fling uh, with the Stormy Daniels, Daniels yeah. Ms. Daniels. Uh-huh. And uh, apparently she gave an interview to In Touch before she signed any kind of non-disclosure agreement Whoops. with uh, the president's counsel. So is it juicy? Apparently, there. yeah, so. It's kind of Why they sit on it so long? Who? Everyone. In Touch magazine. If In Touch had this interview before the NDA. I have no idea. I, 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 I don't have an answer for that. Fox News had it. Fox, Fox News, according to numerous media reports, now said that Fox News knew of the relationship that Stormy Daniels had with with Donald Trump yeah. before the election. And Fox News, that got this story right before the election, pegged it. That's news, uh, that's news media talk uh-huh. for, uh, for spiking it, for not running with the story. They pegged it. They spiked it. 
Now, I don't know why they did that. Well, we know why they did that, because it's Fox News. So anyway, uh, a source tells the Daily Beast that the full unedited interview that In Touch had with Stormy Daniels will run later this week. What? It's 5,500 words. Daniels didn't leave out much in describing the affair, which involved a few more encounters in the months following their first tryst in Tahoe. According to the source, the transcript, you know, this is somewhat salacious, but, you know. It's you, so juicy, you can't do? help it. What are you going to do? He's a president according of the United to, States. According to the source, the transcript contains details of, quote, what he's like in bed. Oh, boy. Pillow talk. <laughs> uh, she it talks worse, about what he's, yeah. what he's like down there. Oh, you mean like, are his hands big or little, or is his wiener big or little, or what? The source declined to go into more details. Mm -hmm. All right. But suffice to say, it says in this account, the American public is going to learn much more about the president's body than they could possibly have learned from the physical he performed last week, the physical physical examination. (laughs) So anyway. The doctor's report yesterday has spawned another movement uh, reminiscent of Donald Trump's birther movement. It's now called the girther movement, right. where people are now saying that he is way fatter than 239, which is what was on his um, physical report yesterday. Yeah, maybe put, the scale's out of whack. I don't know. I, yeah. Fake news. I fake he, weight. I, I, I think he weighs yeah. more than, <laughs> than 238. Yeah, but the doctor said, weight. you know, he uh, did a uh, cognitive uh, test. Seemed and fine. he said the president, uh, you know, they showed him pictures. Is that a cow or a chicken? And he did okay. Well, that's encouraging. That he could discern a cow from a chicken. Yeah, exactly. That's good. I'm happy. Right. You, know, you want some... the president to be mentally fit? Of course. Yeah, I do think it's right? weird when people would announce that he is in he's in good health and people greet that as bad news. No, you want him to be in good health. Well, well anyone to a certain degree, it's scarier though when you find out he's in good health that he performs like this. Oy. To a certain degree, it says, "Well, geez, now now we kind of understand why the guy is is you know behaves the way that he does." And a little bit, you know, the, a little bit of pre something going on. The, uh-huh. Yeah, the fact that he doesn't have alcohol or drugs to blame on this behavior is also a bit unnerving. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but, this is how we normally. But, but seriously, you say, "Well, geez, you know, something's wrong with this guy." I mean, human beings don't—they uh, don't act this way. I mean, you know, normal human beings, normal human behavior. People, human beings, are not like this for the most part. They just, you know, human beings for the most because we're social animals. Uh, some of us, to one degree or another, show empathy and compassion and and love and uh, and, uh, and a certain people... degree of uh, seriousness, right. and uh, they're able to apply themselves as as an adult. And uh, you look at, at least in my opinion, you look at this guy and say, geez, what's wrong with him? And then the doctor says, there's nothing wrong with him. Then you go, well, what the heck's going on here then? It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Real Radio Orlando on Facebook. Brought to you by Seacoast Bank. See why local is better by visiting seacoastbank.com. Better by all accounts since 1926. Member FDIC. He's got the news that he-
Let's get a check of the news. Here's Mo. Tim, the news brought to you today by McDonald's. I'm loving it. Much of Florida has a very cold night ahead. It's yep. already cold in the panhandle. I talked to my daughter in Atlanta. She was driving in snow for the first time and was freaking out. The National Weather Service has issued a hard freeze warning for the Pensacola area. It remains in effect through tomorrow morning. Uh, Southern cities are not prepared for this. Tallahassee, Jacksonville, they're under a hard freeze watch overnight. Tampa Bay, Orlando, we're under a regular freeze watch tonight. Now, I know you don't like the feels-like temperature, but that's sort of a windshield business going on. So if the the air temperature is 30 and the wind is blowing, it, it could be 10 to 20 degrees in the panhandle and about 20 to 25 or 28 along the I-4 corridor. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, in the summer, they take the air temperature and add the humidity to give you the feels-like temperature on the hot end. On the cold end, it's the wind and the cold and the air. So it, it feels like it's much colder, and I think I may have to break down and turn on the heater. You're not turning on the heater? No, Why not? I don't know. I hate the wow. smell. It smells so bad. Then you got a problem with your heater. No. Any, the first time, and I just dread the first time. You have varmints in there. I don't have any. You don't want to pay for it? Is that a... Part of it. So, so I thought I was heat. heat. No, what? What do you use for a heater? I have a dish. I have a, like a space heater in my bedroom at night. It's fine. Anyway, I, I suppose just, if, uh, if there's yeah. just two people living in a mansion, stop it. Two hundred fifty thousand square feet. None of this is why right. heat the whole thing if you only need one room yeah, needed. Servants don't. To need rent heat. a lot of clothes all the time. Layers, no, Jim. no just I'm not. layers. No, I'm not. Why don't you move into t-shirts a... and then a sweater <laughs> and then a sweatshirt and then some schmata on your head to keep your ears warm? <laughs> no, I don't have that. <laughs> Sitting no, around. I don't, no, uh, I don't have that. And we're lighting the fireplace. That gives off just a skosh of something. I don't know. If we're sitting in the living room, the fireplace is going. Yeah, but you have to get up. You go pee or get to go to the yeah, kitchen or whatever. The, the floor's cold. So I wear socks now. Oh, jeez. I'm not. I'm a barefoot person when I get home, but now I wear socks. Uh, P.S. Bring the pets in. Uh, the uh, plants, they're now saying that there's. they're actually trying to introduce a measure in the Florida legislature aimed at protecting pets left behind during natural disasters or cold freezes. A Sarasota representative says hundreds of dogs and cats wound up at animal shelters after the hurricanes, and some of them were put to sleep before owners could track them down. So they said during a natural disaster, if you can't take your pet or you haven't taken, chosen to take your pet, uh, they're now trying to pass a law trying to reunite you, and it would force shelters to do a better job of tracking down the owners and wait longer before... Um, euthanizing any pets in the aftermath of a natural disaster. Well, how about another uplifting story? All right, I'm just saying. SpaceX was supposed to launch last week, was supposed to launch yesterday. Now they're planning to test fire the engines of the Falcon Heavy rocket no earlier than this Friday. The test has been bumped a couple of times. They say it's the most powerful rocket in the world, but they will not give the reason for the delays. Yeah, take that, North Korea. The Falcon Heavy consists of three Falcon 9 rockets strapped Big. together. Very powerful. And then attached to the single upper stage. But it's three. You know, you've in the cartoons, they strap together sticks of dynamite, right? And they, they it's all bound together. That's what these, but they are giant rockets strapped together. I don't know. It's, it's supposed to be the most powerful Yeah, I don't know rocket. whether you ought to make that analogy between dynamite and rockets that are well, supposed pow, to take off. They're going, it's powerful is all I'm trying to say. There's a lot of thrust there, if you know what I mean. The fatal fire aboard the casino boat shuttle off Florida's Gulf Coast on Sunday right. was not the first fire for that company. Oh. 
Uh-oh. Federal records show that the boat, operated by a company now called Tropical Breeze Casino Cruise, mm-hmm. caught fire back in 04, and an investigation mm-hmm. uncovered several safety issues. A company spokesperson says the two incidents may not be related to each other and called the previous fire a dead issue. She said Tropical Breeze <sighs> Casino Cruise will open again for business this weekend. Won't now, fire every 15 years? Come on. Yeah, give them a break. All right, I'm just like there. you've never had a fire. No, I never had a fire. Says you. You will if you keep using a space heater. <laughs> no, it's not that. No. It's, it's a dish. They're safe now. I think they are. Another Orlando. It's the last time you had your chimney cleaned out. Yeah, Mo. Yeah, when did <laughs> that Cockney fella come over? You last? ever had your cl- your chimney cleaned? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, they may show <laughs> are you, you kidding me? That, that's not a euphemism, right? You're I'm being not, literal. I'm not kidding you. You okay. need to get that thing cleaned out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, um, now I'm thinking of that and not what you're really asking me. Um, I don't know the answer to that. Like Dick Van Dyke, like a chimney sweep to really do the... Here to sweep the chimney, miss. <laughs> he comes yeah, out all covered in soot. Oh, the creosote builds up at the fire hazard. Chim- I chimney- want to see a doctor about that. Oh, Laugh my gosh. all you want. I don't know. They're making fun. They're making it sound like it's something, Well, you if you know. have a chimney, you need to get it cleaned out. I don't even know where you go get that. Look. Or do you look on Google what? chimney sweeps. Chimney sweeps, yeah. Lake Mary. And then see if list. I- Oh, I don't know. Is that safe? It's chimneysweeps.org. Oh, all right. Well, yes, everybody on Craigslist is a crook. I don't know, but I mean, wouldn't you want some kind of Better Business Bureau report or something? The I mean, chimney sweeps for you... crying out loud. Yeah. I'm just asking. <laughs> the Orlando Magic Fire. Man, it's just <laughs> nothing but five stars for us, miss. <laughs> Come on, Chim Jimmery, Chim Jimmery, Chim Jim Mori. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, I'll now you clean got... your chimney, you count on me. <laughs> That's good. I like it. Well, if they if they call up and sing, I will totally hire them. But I, I don't know, you know, one, how do you know if you if they know even what they're doing? I have no idea. I see, well, that's it. You don't just have any old... I don't think there are a lot of them out there. Or I don't think they have a, probably a large selection of chimney sweeps in Central Florida. Right. So then you end up with a rapscallion or whatever the word is. What do you mean a rapscallion? I don't know. Like, it could be somebody that's sketchy. I don't know. I think well, they're to... just going to climb to the top of your roof and sit on their ass and then come and down then say, later. And I, I, I got, make got that two hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, they got to do things. They got to put protection at the opening where you're right in where the living room. Exactly. Yeah. So your furniture's not covered with soot, creosote, Ugh. like you right. did when you sanded that bench. Oh, I got in trouble <laughs> for that. That's not good. Don't remind me of that. That got me in big trouble. Well, you just, used an electric sander. I did finally because did I attached you know, it to a shop vac. No, I cleaned up after myself with a shop vac. But well, it was... I know, but if you attach it to a shop vac, or a lot of sanders have bags that collect the dust. Mm, yeah, this oh, is... You no. screwed up. I did. Another Orlando Magic losing streak is history. They oh, snapped yeah. their seven-game skid last night with a win over the Minnesota Timberwolves at the Amway Center. They won 108-102. to 102. That was the third losing streak for the Magic of seven games or more. They are big stink bombs. Are they then second they... last place? Uh, yeah. Right ahead of Atlanta. That's mm-hmm. still holding. I think so. Now, All right. it's not going to be easy to go forward. They they may have won one game after losing seven in a row again, but now they're going for uh, with um, against the Cavaliers and LeBron James in Cleveland. So forget. That's the end of that winning streak. Oh, you never know. Hope uh, springs eternal. Yeah, all right. There's a fight over home sharing or Airbnb stuff resuming in Tallahassee. Thousands of Floridians make some extra money by renting out rooms on Airbnb or similar websites, but one state senator of Sarasota also says the right to rent your homes is under assault by local governments. He blames the powerful hotel and motel lobby for opposing these vacation rentals. 
He's sponsoring a bill that would set statewide rules for home sharing and preempt any local regulations. Now, I don't know if I'd want uh, somebody in the neighborhood renting out a house where, get, you know, I can understand a family coming down, but, you know, you want any regulations that prevents a frat house from, you know, renting out the house because they're coming down here for some whatever event? Yeah. Well, I mean, they're only going to be there for three days. What's the difference? What do you care? You've read any of the stories about what some of these people do, the houses? Oh, they're What's ter- up, bros? They, they tear it oh, up. Oh, what's up, bros? Uh-huh. Stan. Keg Stan. They made an arrest. They arrested all those kids up in Tallahassee yeah, because of the fraternity hazing. That's correct. I love it. I mean, you never, yep. if you thought about it, I'm going to go in. You never, like, they never existed in the first place. Mm-hmm. And somebody said, I got a bright idea. I'm going to go to the president of the university and say, yes, uh, Mr. President, thank you for uh, your time. I've got this idea. I want to get this house on uh, on the campus or maybe near the campus, and I want to segregate according to the sexes, and I want to be able to consume as much alcohol as we can with no adult supervision. I want, you know, we're thinking about having these loud parties. No. And, uh, no, 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 no. I don't know who came up with this idea, this Greek, but then they do philanthropy. Do you think in this day and age that if anybody said, yeah. no, it's just, a, it's just a matter of tradition. That's And by the way, we want to be able to spank people All right. who are coming in for the first time and want to join this <laughs> this house of ours. All right? yeah. we, want to, we want to be able to dress them up in pantyhose and stick a brick of uh, Briar's ice cream down their, uh, down shorts. their shorts <laughs> and then hit them with uh, wooden paddles. Oh now, Mr. President, what do you think about this? <laughs> I don't think so. If a Lakeland commissioner, Come on, bro, yeah, okay, look, what's up, bro? If a Lakeland commissioner gets his way, the voters in Lakeland and Polk County could decide the future of a Confederate statue. What? Michael Dunn wants to keep a Confederate statue in the park, but he said at yesterday's meeting, he said, Yahoo! "Put it up." He wants to now put it up for a referendum. He says most people he's talked to support that idea, and he believes the, the idea of a referendum or supporting the removing the no, statue, putting up uh, the referendum. He yeah, says, because, of course, most they know people vote. he talked to support it, but he believes the commissioners who voted to remove the statue were not listening to the people. So he believes if you ask those people in Lakeland and Polk County, you know, put it up to a vote. Yeah, if you ask those people in Polk County if they'd like to marry their first cousin, they'd vote for oh, it. Oh, boy. Come on now. This is this is the chicken blank way of saying, I don't want to deal with this, so I'm just going to let the people let decide. The people, and you know, here, yeah. he knows his constituents, and his constituents are in favor of keeping it. Of course. Uh, he tried unsuccessfully to overturn the decision, which was to remove mm-hmm. the statue. Thou shall rise again. Oh, boy. Yep. But All that's right. it. That's mm-hmm. going on in Lakeland, right down the road. Take a little break. When we come back, Mo's going to have more news. We'll have the birthdays. That bonus round of closest to the pin at 4 on Real Radio 104.1. Will anyone win that You Met a Business card? We'll find out at 4. Back to the news and the birthdays. Here's Mo. Jim, today is January 17th. 2018, and today is the food day. Now, mm. it's it's kind of an odd one. It's hot buttered rum day. Mm. I don't even know what that is. I don't I know. It's rum with butter in it. They heat it up and put, do they really put butter in it, or no, is it just, I don't know. It sounds to me it's one of those things that sailors would have. Oh, see, I thought it was something you have on the ski lift, you know, like. Yeah, maybe. Something that the St. Bernard would have in that barrel under his neck. I thought that was brandy. It is. I don't know what To it keep is. you warm. But I think that hot buttered rum sounds very, like it would warm your insides. It sounds good for your heart. Nah. Oh, what do I care? I don't know. That's YOLO. Today. Yeah. I come up. Uh, a state lawmaker is calling for the changing of prosecutors in the case of an Osceola woman killed by mistake in that botched murder for hire plot. Terrible story. Uh, in a letter to Governor Scott, Republican Representative Bob Cortez of Altamont Springs calls the death of the woman, the mistaken woman, right. uh, which is a particularly heinous thing, 
and an unspeakable tragedy. And he asked the governor to not allow state attorney Aramis Ayala to handle the case. I'm on your own business. You know, he just wants to. He's one of the. He's one of these. Uh, poli- the he's one of these politicians. Get my name in the paper. Yeah. You know, the case is. Uh, I don't even know it. if the case is a week old for crying out loud. Come on, bub. He said that reassigning don't, don't, the case. Don't make sure the garbage is picked up and the and the and, and the public schools yeah. are getting proper funding. Mm-hmm. You got some. Don't problem, worry right? about this. He look says, at me, look at me, I'm a law and order politician. If you uh, reassign the case to someone else, off. Jim, it would send a strong pro-life message. <laughs> he wants all about that. What? I don't know. He Sends said, a strong what? Pro-life message. Huh? Wait a minute. He's urging that the state attorney seek the death penalty Yeah. in this particular case right. because that sends a strong pro-life message? Right. What the? Mm-hmm. The state attorney based in Tallahassee, meanwhile, says he was totally stunned that the police department announced hazing charges against nine Florida State University students last night. What up, bro? Jack Campbell told the Tallahassee newspaper that the charges in connection with the death of a fraternity pledge were not going to be filed until this morning. But he had emailed attorneys for the students yesterday saying that he would give them some notice so their clients could surrender and arrange bond before the cameras arrived at the jail. Hey, we didn't force them to drink all that alcohol. The 20-year-old. Andrew Coffey died of alcohol poisoning during an off-campus frat party last November. Come on, bro. Yeah, he did it of his own volition. Okay. Uh 30-day suspension. That's all we're taking, bro. Yeah. (laughs) No more, no less. Florida Power and Light customers, that would be me, will not pay a surcharge for Hurricane Irma restoration. FPNL announced yesterday it plans to apply federal tax savings toward the $1.3 billion restoration cost. Mm. The utility says it will save each of its nearly 5 million customers an average of about $250. Because FPL had previously said it would pay for the Irma restoration by implementing a surcharge on your bill through the year 2020. They've now changed their mind. Some of the most famous horses in the world will visit Florida. And I'm talking about the Budweiser Clydesdales. Yeah. And I remember Winter Park a couple of years ago. One of the the vets came home. Remember they had a big parade? They did a whole commercial. I think they shot a commercial. I think you're right. Showed at the Super Bowl. Is that right? Uh Uh-huh. Am I allowed to say that? Yes, I am. Oh, the big You are. Talking about it as a new story. We are not promoting any event. All right. They're or- calling this visit a hitch stop yeah. in Vero Beach in mm. about, mm, I don't know, six weeks. They'll they'll be helping a group raise awareness and supporting uh, an organization that helps uh, uh, poverty um, down there. And, um, yeah, that'll be, let me see. Oh, March 2nd. Here it is. The Clydesdales' last appearance in Vero drew a, cra- a crowd of 20,000. They're expecting even more. a lot more of retirees than... down there. They're always they looking for something to do. To do. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The widow of the Pulse nightclub shooter is scheduled for a court appearance today. Could make clear what evidence and testimony will be used in the upcoming trial of Noor Salman. She was accused of helping her husband, the Pulse shooter, before he murdered 49 people and wounded another 58. And so your husband, you know, goes out, hey, honey, can you help me? But, you know, what today? Well, what do you need? Well, I'm going to, you know, I'll be sure happy to help. Well, I'm going to go, you know, pick up 5,000 rounds of ammunition. You might. What are you using that for? Well, you know, target practice, you know. All right. Can't be too, uh, you know. Like it's on sale, never, so you have to buy so much? Never enough protection. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Hearth and home. Uh-huh. I could see not saying anything. If your husband said, I got a great deal on ammunition. What was she supposed to do? I don't know what she was supposed to do. I mean, when you really think about it, what do you expect anybody to do? Was she supposed to, what, get on the horn with the FBI? You know, this is, she is a scapegoat by the, by, by the federal prosecutors in the middle district. They're just trying to, they're trying to make a name and Mm -hmm. 
I, I'm absolutely convinced of this. I think she's just one of these dumb clicks that comes along. She got married out of where? Where is she from? Pakistan or I don't know. Someplace. Iran. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just. Sure. Okay. This, you want. Uh, I meant All to right, tell baby. you before. This latest cold snap has closed both water parks. Uh, Volcano Bay shut down from today through Friday. Also, Disney's Blizzard Beach. They will reopen after that because temperatures are expected to warm up. I forgot to tell you that before. We what were do talk- they do with the water? They uh, warm that up? Mm, no, I think they're closing the whole park. They recycle the, the water, right? Yes, the water gets recycled. I'm just wondering whether somewhere along the line they warm it up. I mean, you wouldn't want to jump in your pool right now. No, 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 no. You no. say, God, it's freezing. All right, it's going to warm up by the weekend. Would you still jump in the pool? No. Nope. Of course not. Mm-mm. No. Serious how- minds want, want to, to know. know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Steve Bannon is agreeing to be interviewed by special counsel Robert Mueller's team about possible chatting or collusion between the Trump yeah. campaign and Russia. Give him a big bag of cracked corn because he's going to be singing like a bird. Well, he will not have to testify, though, before a grand jury. That's the deal he made. I'll testify before Mueller's group, but I won't go before a grand jury. No, 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 no. It's like, no, uh-uh. That's what no, he said. That, no, that's what he said, but it doesn't work that way. Mm. It's like, we're going to give you an option, Mr. Mueller. You can testify before the grand jury or test or testify under oath before the investigators. What would you like to do? It's not like, here's what I'm going to do, and I'm not doing it any other way. If you testify before Mueller, you don't have to go to the grand jury. Yet. Yeah, well, it doesn't say that, but maybe. <laughs> there are many reports about Bannon striking this deal with Mueller. He's a former top advisor, as you know, to Trump and was instrumental in the surprise victory last November. Might be more comfortable, then he'll start spilling the beans without even realizing it. Oh. Yeah, you kind of ease him up, talk about the family, how things going. <laughs> sorry, sorry to hear about Breitbart, but, uh, you know, hey, by the way, what's the deal with the three coats all the time and the army yeah. jacket? Yeah. Uh, what, what's that all about? The hey, thing on the side of your head, can you maybe see, you know, uh, go to a dermatologist, dermatologist or something? And go congratulations. To- you know, they went from, you know, the death guy on Saturday Night Live, the Grim Reaper, to Bill Murray playing you. That's, mm-hmm. you know, that's a step a, up. Hey, a, you know, sure. Before you know it, you're squawking, you're singing like a bird, and you don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. Then they spring those loaded questions, and boom, they got you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going to lose five pounds. Take a towel with you because you're going to sweat it out. Oh, boy. <laughs> Republicans are looking to pass a funding bill that would avoid a government shutdown on Friday night. Yeah. And it's another one of these short-term Ooh, what ones. Mm. What do you think, Pinkman? Now they're uh, talking Pink- more that there's a possibility of a shutdown. Mm-hmm. The Republicans say it's going to be the Democrats. How is it the Democrats? You have a government shutdown. You have no. Gu- it's always the Democrats. I mean, it's always. Oh. By this, the, uh, by the way, this thing with Stormy Daniels and these uh, lick oh, spittle sycophants in the Republican oh, Party. That. Do you think if the same thing was going on with Barack Obama that you'd remain silent? You wouldn't have anything to say about this? Come on now. Mm-hmm. By the way, as soon as we get that transcript or the story, we'll read it. Same thing with Fire and Fury. I think yeah. we're going to start just reading a couple of pages of that every day. Yeah, just for kicks and giggles. I ordered it. They said it wouldn't be in here till February. What? When I ordered that Fire and Fury book. That's what? outrageous. What? Did they not print enough? I guess they didn't. Ridiculous. They didn't expect it to be so popular. Get a digital version. Yeah. Come on, oh, Mo, no. step up. You gotta have a book. You gotta paper. See, look at that. Paper, paper, paper. A piece of history will be auctioned off out in Scottsdale, Arizona today. What? It's a 1939 Mercedes-Benz supercharged 770K with armor and bulletproof glass. That was built and used. James Bond. 
by Adolf Hitler. Oh. Oh. And it will be on the auction block. Way less there cool. are several videos and pictures <laughs> of Hitler in the car as the German dictator Ooh. was being shuttled around during World War II. What do you think it's going to sell for? Any uh, idea? Yeah, I got a so, lot. I, Yeah, I mean, a lot, lot. Like a lot of like lot. like several million. Uh, yeah, more than that. They expect it to fetch between ten and fifteen million dollars. Deals. Wow. Wow. Yeah, well, okay. Is it the car or is it the, the Nazi connection? The trapping. Yeah, I think it's more of the trapping. Maybe the Daily Stormer will buy it. Oh, great. I like they have the money. They don't have millions like that, do they? <laughs> I'll just throw it out there. You don't jump right. on me. I know it's not birthday time, but I will tell you a birthday that I'm not going to mention later, and it's happy birthday to Betty White. She's 96 today. No, spoiler alert. And was in Parade Magazine saying, for her, the way to a long life is vodka and hot dogs. Probably, she says, in that order. And you don't you don't have either one. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. White says a positive attitude. Oh, you don't have that either. Also necessary for long life. I think I'd rather have the uh, hot dog than the vodka. Positive man. attitude. Oh, so those are the three things she says. It's vodka number one, hot dogs number two, and a positive attitude nah, number three. I don't know about that. Sometimes well, you have I, to have that mean streak. That's what going. she says. The first two sound good. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she said the success is simple. You do your work, you learn your lines, and you come in prepared. Don't think you can wing it because you can't. Dylan Farrow says she's telling the truth about her sexual abuse at the hands of her adopted father, Woody Allen. Oh, boy. Yeah, boy, she'd been telling that story for a long time. I don't mean story is fiction, but I mean saying that for a long time. Right. Sister of Ronan Farrow, uh, this girl Dylan Farrow tells CBS this morning that one victim matters and has the power to change things. She accused her adopted father, Woody Allen, of abusing her when she was seven years old. Woody has denied those claims, which have resurfaced in the current atmosphere of the Me Too movement. Uh, Speaking of abuse, Chrissy Teigen is offering $100,000 to help Olympic gymnast Michaela Maroney testify against Team Dr. Larry Nassar. This USA Gymnastics, this is... uh, Oh, it's awful. This this organization is rotten to the core. 54-year-old Dr. Nassar began his four-day sentencing hearing yesterday after pleading guilty to sexually assaulting at least 100 elite gymnasts, including... Michaela Maroney, but Chrissy Teigen, Teigen offered her the money on Twitter after news broke that she was facing a fine in that amount if she spoke at the hearing because mm-hmm. the fine stems from some non-disclosure agreement ordering her to keep quiet as part of her statement. There are literally I mean, hundreds yeah. of lawsuits against USA uh, Gymnastics now. Well, they, they shut her up because they gave her a, a non-disclosure type thing and they said if you sign the settlement. Yeah, okay. Uh, but anyway, it's 100000 and Chrissy Teigen says... Um, She'll she'll pay her whatever the fine would be. Right. Maroney said she was shocked by the generosity, and her words were worth the decision to speak up regardless of the fine. Heard an interview earlier today, and some of the people are saying the USA Gymnastics knew about this right. Dr. Nasser for years and years Correct. and years, and they you know, and now uh, there are students from I think the University of Michigan, mm-hmm. which has a stellar elite gymnastics team. That's I think he was from. associated with yes, that for a long time, and they're coming forward to say they 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 were the victims of sexual abuse at the hands of this guy. And you know, it's that standard. Well, who are we going to believe? He's a doctor for crying out loud. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, but he was touching these girls all up and down. No, no, awful. that's part of the procedure. You don't understand, uh, no. a young woman. That's a, that's a part of the physical procedure. This is a doctor that we trust. Uh huh. Okay. To make you an Olympic star. Nasser has all. You want to be your best, don't you? If you want to be your best, just shut up and let the doctor do what the doctor knows best. All right. Oh, creepy. Doctor Nasser is being sentenced on seven counts of sexual assault and faces life in prison on that. 
but he's already been sentenced to 60 years in prison on child pornography. He's got charge. that look, too. He's got that look Creepy. like the father out in California, yeah. uh, California Paris, California. Those kids, yeah. Yeah, you look at that haircut. As soon as I saw that haircut, I said, why is it that guy under investigation? Mm-hmm. The widow of Eagles guitarist Glenn Fry is reportedly suing New York's Mount Sinai Hospital, Ooh. alleging that a doctor failed to properly treat and diagnose a stomach ailment that led to Glenn Fry's death. I'm no kidding. Cindy Fry filed the suit yesterday and is seeking unspecified damages for his wrongful death of complications from her husband's what ended up being ulcerative colitis. He was in bad shape for a while. Yep. The hospital says it doesn't comment well, he was in on that. Worse shape after a while, I should say. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Police are not treating the surprise death of Cranberry's lead singer, Dolores O'Riordan, as suspicious. I don't know how it couldn't be, but... All deaths are suspicious until we close out the investigation, Lassie. The singer was found dead in a London hotel room Monday while she was in town for a recording session. There are still no details released about O'Riordan's cause of death. A priest priest from her hometown of Limerick, Ireland, says the plan is to eventually bury her over there, O'Reardon was 46 years old. Too much shepherd's pie or something, maybe. I don't know. Well, she was in London when they found her dead, Jim. <laughs> really? Yeah. Some hey, just ask You got to look at all angles. Uh-huh. They eat shepherd's pie in London. They do? Oh, well, yeah. Of course. Well, I know it's an iron. Fish and chips, bangers and mash. Well, that's that's London food. Chicken vindaloo. Oh. Yeah, there are more Indian uh, restaurants, curry restaurants mm-hmm. in England than there are uh, fish and chips. They eat Maccas. What was that? And Maccas and cheese. Oh, a Dixie cup, Jim, a Dixie cup, a a, a, a brand name. That's a brand name. A humble little Dixie cup that might have helped quench Elvis Presley's thirst during his first concert is up for sale today on eBay. As the story goes, the woman named June took the paper cup from Elvis at his hotel in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Mm. after the King's first big gig in 1956. This woman, June, neatly $30,000 flattened the cup. And kept it in a box with an autographed photo of Elvis. The cup comes with a letter of authenticity and a notebook full of supporting research, Ooh. including a few pictures of Elvis Gotta holding and drinking stars. from the cup. <laughs> Give you 20 bucks for it. Oh, if you have all that with it, maybe $75,000. Oh, not even. Listen to this. The bidding was about $150 last night, and <laughs> the person selling the cup That's maybe it? says she hopes to maybe get 1000 mm, When's luck. the auction over with? I don't know. It's on eBay. I don't know. Look it up. See where they are. The Elvis Cup. You want it, Jim? The well, Elvis Dixie I want to cup. see where where the where where, where f- they are. You know, yeah. bid wise. She flattened it though. You ever have There's one of those travel can. mugs yeah. where they would telescope up? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Jazz ago. Uh huh. It's kind of cool. Happy happy birthday today to Maury Povich. <laughs> Not the father. What? Oh, by the way, the Nasser, the doctor, it was his college was Michigan State. Not Michigan, Michigan State. Oh yeah. boy. Pardon me. Yeah, don't get that. Yes. Oh. Yeah, they don't like that. Um, Ghost no, they don't. I understand oh, that. Yeah, go blue. Okay, my apologies. Uh, How old is Mori Povich? He oh. is uh, seventy-seven. It is not his birthday. Seventy-five. Seventy-six. Damn it! What'd you say? Seventy-seven. Yeah, seventy-nine. Ooh, no, Jim, you get that. Is he point. still on the air? I don't know. He's still yes. married to Connie Chung. Yes, I believe that's true. Yes, uh, we've got a two. Trying for, to get her off the piano. A twofer. A two for Tuesday. Yeah. Twofer. Same age, same guy, uh, same year, same everything. Who Kid Rock <gasps> and Lil John. Oh. Huh. What? Uh, that, that Dave Chappelle uh, thing where he what? just Lil John. What? Forty-seven. Yes, forty-seven. Oh, oh my God! Oh, oh. Lil John. Did you know oh, it? You knew oh. it. No, I did not. Oh, you didn't know. Bing, bing, bing. No, mm-hmm. Sure, you didn't. Big fan, huh? Oh, he's saying you know. Well, John, yeah, yeah. of course, mm-hmm. but Kid Rock, I mean, it was just a guess. Uh-huh. They're the same. Yeah. 
Finally. But so different. So that's right. Yeah. Finally, a man who has so many jobs, I can't even tell you where where I would start, but Family Micro. Feud comes to mind. Steve Harvey. <laughs> happy, happy birthday! Jim. Steve Harvey. Big, 60. Big mustache. 60. His mustache is 60. 62. Stop clapping. 61. On the dot, Jackson. And that's the lottie. That's the lottie dot. Just call me Moira. Take a little break. We'll open up the lines. Mr. Pinkman will choose one of you, and you will play against him in a bonus round of closest to the pin. If you win, good fortune for the rest of your life. Of course, if you lose, oh, bad luck for 24 hours. Next on Real Radio 104.1. Your next chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. And now, the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! Dave's on the line. He's going to play against Pinkman in his bonus round of closest to the pin vying he's vying for that you matter business card if he wins it good luck for the rest of his life good fortune that's nice but if he loses ho ho hold on to your bootstraps bad luck for 24 hours mr pinkman if you'll head to the soundproof booth we'll bring you back in a couple of minutes to set your handicap there's an earlier report that uh somebody got a pest Pedestrian fatally struck by sunrail train yes in winter park yes jeez man alive We'll get uh, some more information about that in a few minutes. Let's bring Dave on. Let's get the bit underway. Dave, how are you today? Doing good. All right, Dave, here we go, buddy. Ten questions, as I say, all interconnected in some form or fashion. Just answer to the best of your ability. Nice and loud into the mouthpiece so we can hear you. You ready to go? Yes, sir. All right, countdown for Dave. In three, two, one, begin. Dave, Steve Bannon was subpoenaed to appear before a grand jury, but in miles, how long is the Grand Canyon? Um, 250. How old is retired adult film actress Christy Canyon? 61. The movie Grand Canyon with Danny Glover and Kevin Kline was released in what year? Uh, 1994. The video game Grand Theft Auto Vice City was released in what year? Uh, 2003. The TV show Miami Vice first aired in what year? 1984. How old is actor Don Johnson? Um, 66. Don Juan DiMarco was a bad movie with Johnny Depp and Marlon Brando that was released in what year? 1996. Actor Marlon Brando died in what year? 1997. A fish, a fish called a black marlin can reach speeds of how many miles per hour? 12. Get it within 25, you went outright. If Ernest Hemingway was on Bimini in the Bahamas, he would have to fly how many miles to reach his home in Key West? Um, 120. Time. All right, there we go. Let's bring Mr. Pinkman in. Miss Pinkman's very excited about playing today. Is he? Energized. How can you tell? It's in his step. He's got to bounce. Got some steam in his step. He does? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about a broken foot. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, suddenly he's I, like fully recovered. Yeah, yeah, his girlfriend waited on him all weekend. Aw. Doesn't even have the cane anymore. Kind of disappointed about that. Mr. Pinkman, if you'll roll the dice, your regular handicap is set at 15. Whatever number you roll will take off that number, and that will be your handicap for today. Oh, boy. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> what happened? What do you get four. A four. It's right. an 11-second handicap. I have 10 way. questions for you. Are you ready? Yes. All right, here we go. In three, two, one, begin. Pinky Steve Bannon was subpoenaed to appear before a grand jury, but in miles, how long is the Grand Canyon? Uh, 200. How old is retired adult film actress Christy Canyon? Uh, 44. The movie Grand Canyon with Donnie Glo- Donnie, Danny Glover excuse me, and Kevin Klein was released in what year? Uh, 1973. The video game Grand Theft Auto Vice City was released in what year? 2003. The TV show Miami Vice first aired in what year? 82. How old is actor Don Johnson? Uh, 71. Don Juan DeMarco was a bad movie with Johnny Depp and Marlon Brando that was released in what year? 97. Actor Marlon Brando died in what year? 2002. A fish called a black marlin can reach speeds of how many miles per hour? Uh, 37. Get it within 25, you went outright. If Ernest Hemingway was on Bimini in the Bahamas, he would have to fly how many miles to reach his home in Key West? Um, 112. Time. Wow. Wow. Score of the game. Oh, boy. Save Dave picks up that You Matter business card. Uh, how in miles? How long is the Grand Canyon? Dave said two fifty. And Pinkman two hundred two seventy seven. Oh, Dave. How old is retired adult film actress Christy Canyon? Dave said sixty one. Pinkman forty four. Fifty one. Uh, seven. Yeah, it is. Yeah. The movie Grand Canyon with Danny Glover and Kevin Klein released in what year? Dave said ninety four. Pinkman seventy three. Ninety one. Nineteen ninety one. Dave gets another point. The video game Grand Theft Auto Vice City released in what year? Dave said they both said two thousand three. The answer two thousand two. Ooh, mm. it's three to two. The TV show Miami Vice first aired in what year? Dave said eighty four. Pinkman eighty two. Right on the money. Nineteen eighty four. Oh, Damn it. Dave. How old is actor Don Johnson? Dave said. 66. Pinkman. 71. He is 68. That's closer to him. Dave, Dave yeah. Mm-hmm. Don Juan DeMarco, a really bad movie with Johnny Depp and Marlon Brando, released in what year? Dave said. 96. Pinkman. 97. Off by one, 1995. Oh, I think, wrong you, I think you meant to say really great movie. Actor uh, Marlon Brando died in what year? Dave said. 97. Pinkman. 2002. 2004. There's another What's one. What's the for score? Pinky? It's. Seven, two, three. A fish called a black marlin can reach speeds of how many miles per hour, Dave said? Twelve. Pinkman. Thirty-seven. Eighty miles per hour. Oh, Pinky, it's now. That's a fast fish. Seven to four. Fast fish. It's seven to four. Get it within 25. You went out right. Oh, man. That's your only chance at this point, Pinkman. If Ernest Hemingway was alive and fishing in the Gulf Stream, and he was headquartered on Bimini in the Bahamas, but he wanted to fly... To Key West, he would have to fly how many wa- how many miles? Dave said, uh, one twenty. Pinkman said, one twelve. The answer: Ernest Hemingway would have to flap his arms, his wings, and fly one hundred seventy-seven no. miles. Oh, Dave gets it and wins the game. And congratulations, Dave! You pick up that card. Good fortune for you for the rest of your life. I forgot to mention, forgot to mention, if Ernest Hemingway was a crow. I just said he was on Bimini. Thanks for playing that bonus round of Closest to the Pin. Remember, close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and closest to the pin. Pin, pin, pin.
Wayne. Miami. Go ahead. Sorry, I was going to ask you something. What? Oh, over these couple minutes. Um, when's the last time you received a shot? Uh, hypodermic injection. Oh, like a flu shot. Like a flu shot. Uh, a month and a half, two months ago. Oh, so you got one? Yeah, I did. Do you do anything to prepare yourself for that? For a shot? Yeah. No. Do you just? Me. I roll up my sleeve. Do you relax the arm? Do you tighten up? No. What do you do? Well, I knew what kind of shot. A flu shot is nothing. I mean, it's just a tiny, teeny, really small, small, oh, yeah. small, 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 small uh, needle. Because I, I learned from various shot experiences through my childhood that mm. either laughing or crying Aww. during the experience, yeah. you do not feel it. What? No, totally. Because <laughs> you relax the arm, but if you're laughing or crying, and today, sure enough, it wasn't crying, but I got my flu shot today, and I just started laughing. And I but fake I laughing. Sw- That's not real laughing. Guess what? It worked because I would have bet money that they had not administered the shot. And sure enough, not only was it there, but I got my red Walgreens Band-Aid on top That's of it. That's what, Daddy-O. What? If you hadn't laughed, you wouldn't have felt it. You can't, it, oh, you can't I don't feel it. You. It's nothing. No. it is. I mean, it's a nothing shot. See, when I give blood, I watch as they inject it. That doesn't ah. bother me either. I kind of enjoy that. No, I don't. It doesn't. So yeah, you're I telling watch. Me, it looks like tomato sauce going into those little canisters. Yes. You're, you're telling me that if you sit down and go, ha, 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 like that. that yes. Fake laughing. Yes. And- yes. Yes. Because one thing she says, relax the arm. So if you relax it, it loosens it up and, it, you know, it's an easier. What do you mean relax the arm? I mean, it's what are you doing? Curls? No. I mean, what's- well, you can <laughs> you can tense up or you can My relax. Arm? Yeah. Just it, like clench your fist and tense up like you're making a fist. Like, uh, like you want to show that normally. Like you want to show Nobody. that gun off to somebody. Look at me. <laughs> well, yeah, before you get the uh, shot, nurse, if you don't mind, look at these guns. I mean, I'm telling you, yeah. no. like a cannonball in no, there. No, but I mean, if someone's nervous, they may be like, say, grabbing the arm of the you're chair. Nervous. Are you nervous? No, no. I, ner- well, I was nervous, not. Little baby. Yeah, you're a little. Well, sure you were. That's why you laughed. No, I just laughed. Why? Be in pain if I don't have to. I just heard that. You were nervous. You were nervous that it was going to hurt. It's not like a tetanus shot. A tetanus shot hurts. That's a deep one. That's a a muscle. Oh, by the way, It depends on, I think, the size of the needle. I had a hypodermic needle break off on my arm once. Oh, that's not good. I sat on a sewing needle once. Ah! That's the time. (laughs) My sister-in-law stepped on a needle once. That's not good Ah! either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that freaks you out. I don't like thinking about that. Hey, another uh, serious question, Jim. People texting in Real Mobile 77031. That's how you text us uh, throughout the show. We see them all. Brought to you by David Moss Toyota. Someone asked about a burning smell in the Altamont area. People texting in in the Maitland area saying they see a lot of ash. And other people texting in just asking what's on fire. So if you know, looking it up, Texas seven seven zero three one, the Phillips file cub reporting team out there in the field. Trying Grass. to get some more information on another Sunrail pedestrian death. Mm-hmm. Mm. Jeez, these uh, these train engineers—they just must That's... poor, poor, poor guys and ladies. Yeah, sooner or later it's going to happen. I mean, whether it's Amtrak or a freight train or a Sunrail, some, sooner or later you're going to hit something. You're going right. to hit a car. 
or, or an animal, or you're going to hit a, a, a person. A car. And the thing is, the you thing. can see it, too. It's not like, oh, they just jumped in front of you. Yeah. Well, maybe in some cases, a suicide. But, you know, in most of these cases, you're going to see it. And the last thing you, you see is their eyes. Oh, really? That's what a lot of them say. That'll, that's, that'll haunt you. Of course yeah. it will. Any of that stuff will haunt you. And the you. thing is, they always say, like, Sunrail hit a person. Sunrail hit a car. The Sunrail had no choice. Sunrail is on a track moving. It's the people in the cars that must stay out of the way. Correct. But it, it almost seems like it's, you know, the train's getting a fault. Here. I've never understood it. I mean, I understand, you know, somebody trying to commit suicide. suicide. Train, I get yeah. that. I mean, I understand it. But, <clears throat> um, but these accidents... I saw somebody zipping around the lowered gates the no. other day in Winter Park. Yeah, like I can't turn to Cassie. You want to try? Come on, I, Come on I, let's try. I understand it a little bit on at Ronald Reagan four thirty four at Ronald Reagan Why? because. When you come up to that light at that intersection, yeah. there's probably about 15 feet of road, then the tracks. So I think when, when people are pulling forward towards the light, they're looking at the light, and when the cars stop in front of them, they suddenly realize, oh, oh crap, damn. I'm on the tracks That's, right now. I've had that And happen. then if you have cars pull up behind you, you're trapped. Yeah. You're, you're stuck. you got to look for an exit left or right. Yeah. you got to be prepared. At, you know, the, the railroad uh, crossing up near Fiddler's Green in Winter Park. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get stuck on that one, too. And all of a sudden, uh-oh. Whatever this, you do. Yeah. Tra- uh, Over the railroad curb. tracks near a traffic light, you have to be cognizant. Scoot up a little. Make you sure have, you have enough room to get across. You have to be prepared to say goodbye to your oil pan because you may have to scoot up over the uh, curb. Right. Or, or get out of the car and run away. Or just honk at the guy in front. They could give you a little... In- no, sometimes there's no room. There's, there's no room inch- at all. They could move up. It's all about inches. He needs to scoot up and the guy in front... What Everybody needs said. to scoot up. <laughs> no, and then they're up. all turning around, you know, because they're... You know, move hey, up buddy, a little. what's the problem? You know, this and that. And, you, and, you're, and you're going, that train is about uh, five seconds away from hitting me. Right, seriously, scoot up. Move you up. can scoot up. Hey, screw off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get hit here. Who's your father? (laughs) It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Real Radio Orlando on Facebook. Brought to you by Seacoast Bank. See why local is better by visiting seacoastbank.com. Better by all accounts since 1926. Member FDIC. From the... Spanning the world wide web to bring you the constant variety of sound. That thrill of victory. I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. And the agony of defeat. Chicken Tetrazzini. The sound of human drama captured in a world where everything is recorded. It's time to hear what's in Jack's audio file. Hey, let's do that. Let's take our minds off Stormy Daniels, also known as Stephanie Clifford. Let's hear what's in Jack's audio file. Oh, Jim, let's take a look and and see what's going on in the world of audio on the interwebs today. Um, Well, a lot of it is uh, this story about the family that was held captive. And it's just such a sad story. And to realize, I think the oldest kid was 29 years old. Right. And as young as two, I think. So this has been going on for 30 years, this imprisonment well i don't know because they lived in other states i don't know if it was going on i would imagine probably so anyway here uh, during a news conference yesterday riverside county sheriff's captain greg fellows said six of the children found sunday are younger than 18 and uh, they talk about you know what the process is for these kids now 
we're working with Child Protective Services, Adult Protective Services, and medical professionals to ensure that the victims get the help that they need. In California, you can homeschool your kids. All you have to do is fill out a certificate. Nobody comes by and inspects. Right. Nobody takes a look. Nobody sees whether you're uh, abusing your kids or whether they're getting an education. That's what happened in this case. Think uh, that might change? <laughs> See, I don't know if they... I would hope so. I, I think there's an obligation. Look, you know, you homeschool your kids, but we have an obligation as a society to make sure your kids are not being abused or at least getting some right. uh, modicum of, of education. Yeah, but to the cost for everyone who, to do inspe- inspections, to have people to do inspections at every homeschool, well, uh, you, you know, that that's a considerable well, cost. Well, you that's don't do everyone. You just say, we're going to do spot checks. It's like a drug test. Uh, you, we're not going to tell you when Random. we're coming by. Yeah. And uh, we might pull your name out of a hat, and then we'll make an inspection. I think that's the way you do it. So everybody might be a little bit more on guard, or at least do the job that they're supposed to do and follow the law. You can't abuse your kids like that. Here's more from Sheriff's Captain Greg Fellows. There are a total of 13 siblings located, six of which were under the age of 18. Yeah, how long is it going to take for these kids to get straightened out if they get straightened out at all? Oh, no. You can't just send them to a psychologist for a couple of sessions and say, hey, that's it. No, they go on to talk about the long-term care. Deputies, when they arrived inside the house, they noticed that the children were malnourished. It was uh, very dirty, and the conditions were horrific. I'm telling you right now, if you got a neighbor, you know anybody with a haircut like that father has, yeah. you need to contact the authorities. They do something <laughs> called something, a, well, say something. a well baby check or a well check. Wellness a, check. Wellness yeah. check. Well baby. You know, just, hey, let and, somebody go look in on those people. In this case, it what they considered it a welfare check, checking on the, the status of, you know, uh, uh, everyone in the home. Uh, here's Riverside University Health Systems Medical Director, Dr. Sophia Grant, saying that the, the siblings, they need help. The immediate needs would be to uh, address the concerns that we have about their health. The long-term needs of these kids are going to be uh, the psychological and psychiatric needs. Nobody knew what the hell was going on until one of these kids escaped. She jumped out the window and ran for help, called 911. But they did have cell phones, and I thought that was a little interesting. I don't know. I, so there, some of the kids are chained to the furniture, I, I and other no kids idea. have cell phones and access to the outside. All right, kids, nighttime, time to get chained up. Mm. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Weird. Mm-hmm. Was, I don't know what the, it'd be interesting to find out what the laws in Florida as far as homeschooling your kids. I'm not necessarily opposed or even opposed to homeschooling, but I think somewhere along the line we ought to determine whether you're qualified to do it other right. than just being, oh, yeah, I'm the daddy. I'll school them damn good. You know what I'm saying? Not really. Learn them how to well, set a trot line. He's an engineer. <laughs> right? He was. He yeah. was an engineer uh-huh. making about 140000 a year. The wife was the, you know, a stay-at-home mom, 13 mm-hmm. kids. I mean, you think she's got her hands full with that. Yeah, give her an algebra trust uh, test and see if she can pass it. Oh, you couldn't even pass algebra. I'm not claiming to homeschool anybody. Oh, that's true. Aha. Aha. Ho-ho. Jim, that story's in the news. The other thing uh, in the world of politics is this uh, looming battle with the potential uh, or impending government shutdown unless a deal can be reached for funding the government. And that is tied to an immigration deal. And uh, Democrats trying to get a deal on DACA, you know, uh, in agreement for, you know, uh, continued funding. Are there people out there you think that really want any of these 800,000 kids? 
or they were kids when they were brought here, yeah. either babies or children. Uh, they want, I mean, are there people really out there saying, I want them deported, I want them sent back someplace, I don't want them here? Are you? Have you seen some of the stories about these oh, families who are being separated? Yeah, I saw it, the it, one in Detroit. Oh. Yeah, uh, these kids. You know, you can't just. You know, you can't just. Well, I was brought here when I am ten, so now I'm a DACA child. It doesn't work that way. You have to qualify to be part of that DACA program. These kids. I mean, as far as their schooling, as far as their education, as far as staying out of trouble, there are all these guidelines that these that these young people have to meet in order to fall under the DACA guidelines. Jim, the uh, uh, you know last mean. week was a real roller coaster of a ride uh, ride for for this deal because earlier in the week uh, many people thought a deal was in place. Uh, President Trump invited cameras into yeah. the meeting. They actually you know thought they were getting some progress on this, including Senator Lindsey Graham, a Republican senator, and then he talked about how towards the end of the week that all changed. And and in dealing with the president, it's like dealing with two different people at times. I think the president's uh, that we saw Tuesday is uh, that, that that Donald Trump exists. And somehow by 12 o'clock on Thursday, something happened. And uh, I don't think he was well served by his staff. And Stephen Miller got to him. That's what happened. Mm. The, um, you know, the one always reminds me of an SS officer. He's a third Reiki Reich. kid. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Self-hating Jew kid. Well, yeah. you think it's like maybe, you know, starting to get blowback, you know, oh, you know, you look like you have a deal on this. And then, you know, he, the, the base gets a little vocal and it's like, well, you know, he, he's got to keep appeasing his yeah. 35%, you know. You think the 35% supporters. of the country are racist? I don't know. Yeah. Behind closed doors, they might be. Maybe more. I don't know. They know it's not polite to do it outside of their home, but I bet inside their home they're. Probably I don't thinking think. I don't think they know any better. I think in their. Yeah. I think in their mind, it's uh, you know you're a racist if you're part of a you know, white nationalist group or you attend a you know youth Nazi party meet you know something like oh. that. I don't think they think of themselves as hey wait a minute let me uh, let me take a look at my attitude. It's one of those I'm not a racist, but. You know, if you devalue someone's character or their capabilities based on their race, you are a racist. You don't have to be some screaming Nazi to be labeled as a racist. Right. Well, Jim, you, uh, uh, Republican Senator Lindsey Graham and President Trump have uh, disagreed on many items, but they also have worked together. And you asked and you even pointed out how, you know, he'd be playing golf with him uh, one day, yet disagreeing with him publicly the next. But Lindsey Graham says it's like two different people. The president I saw on Tuesday is the guy I play golf with. They actually like the guy. He's actually funny. I thought he commanded the room. I don't give a crap if he's funny. Nope. I don't care. I, I don't. That doesn't. That's not important to me. I don't know. Maybe it's important. I just want somebody to be able to get the job done. I want somebody well-schooled in policy, whatever it might be, moderate, I hope, be able to bring together forces to compromise on things and get the garbage picked up. Who gives a crap whether he's funny? Well, you know, we're on the golf course, and boy, that's... He's a uh, real hoot, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. Who cares? Nope. Sorry. How does it end? How does it end? Does it end with the government shutting down? Well, um, we should all be kicked out if that happens. Oh. Well, well it really bye ends bye. Uh, when uh, Jesus Christ when, uh, makes his uh, appearance back on the uh, on the earthly plane, and then yeah. there's the... Uh, what? The trials of tribulation. Oh, I'm sorry. He asked how it, how it ends, and I was just trying to... Yeah, well, the apocalypse are giving us. The yeah, he he said right. if there's a government shutdown, we should all be kicked out. 
Now, but he also said there it should be a bipartisan deal, but this is just coming out of the White House. Yeah, that what? President Trump wants a conservative immigration bill, not bipartisan. I don't even know what that means. That means if the Democrats want it, that he doesn't want it in his bill. Wow. The fact of the matter, when it comes to real politics, uh, the German phrase, real politic, meaning politics as we know, Mm -hmm. if there's a government shutdown, it's that party in power that will be blamed for it. That's just the natural order of things. Republicans can get out there and say, you know, we're in charge of the House and we're in charge of the Senate and we own the White House, but it's the Democrats' fault. It ain't going to work that way. You will be blamed for this. You got the power, and you had the power to prevent this, and I think they actually have the power to prevent a government shutdown. They'll be blamed for it if it happens. Want to bet on it, Pinkman? Ooh. I don't know now. I government know. shutdown? Yeah, you want to say even for it, if it's only for a half hour? I still don't think it's going to happen. I'll you bet you a, a dollar. Don't you have a bet on the shutdown? No, we no, don't. We wouldn't. We agreed on it yesterday. Oh, you know. Jim, yesterday we were talking about in the past two days about uh, Aziz Ansari and the uh, accusations he's facing over sexual misconduct. Yes. Uh, based on a Brooklyn photographer who kind of said she had a bad experience bad with, with yep. the comedian. And we're talking about how, you know, is this kind of watering down the Me Too movement when, you know, it, it was basically a date you decided you didn't have a good time or you know you just a good sexual interaction you know yeah, wasn't so you decided that. you know she's continuing to publicly uh humiliate aziz i'm sorry it was actually coming to his defense besides you yesterday um host of headline news ashley banfield uh talked about the incident yesterday let's take a moment to reflect on what you claim was the worst night of your life end quote you had a bad date. Your date got overly amorous. After protesting his moves, you did not get up and leave right away. You continued to engage in the sexual encounter. By your own clear description, this was not a rape, nor was it a sexual assault. By your description. And uh, Ashley Banfield went on to say that she thought she might get some heat because she is all yeah. a part of the Time's Up movement, right. but uh, said that you know she actually received... Uh, support for her stance on this situation. There's a great column in the New York Times today by uh, by a woman, a feminist uh, author by the name of uh, Barry Weiss. And uh, the headline or the title of her, of her commentary, her column is Guilty of Not Being a Mind Reader. It's uh, I would encourage anybody to read it. What this does, it really dilutes, unfortunately, the... Uh, the uh, the movement to bring equality to the workplace and uh, and, right. and, and, and end this... This uh, this sexual power that certain men hold over, try to hold over over women. It doesn't do anybody any good. She says at the end, the feminist answer is to push for a culture in which boys and young men are taught that sex does not have to be pursued as if they're in a pornographic film, and one in which girls and young women are empowered to be bolder, braver, and louder about the, what they want. The insidious attempt by some women to criminalize awkward, gross, and entitled sex takes women back to the days of smelling salts and fainting couches. That's somewhere, she says, for one, I don't want to go. Anyway, it's a great column if you want to read it. I'm sure it's online as well. Uh, Jim, moving on. Matt Damon, remember, he took some criticism for comments he made over the Me Too movement. Uh, he was uh, right. uh, talking about sexual harassment in Hollywood 
And kind of also, I mean, I, I've heard other people make these comments before saying that sexual harassment uh, and sexual assault are t- like there's different levels of, sure. you know, uh, offenses here. Right. However, then he, he mentioned something on Twitter and then, you know, someone said, well, I, I think it was uh, Wino- nah, um, oh. yeah. no, 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 no. Rose McGowan. No. Winona uh, Judd. No. Come on. Minnie. Driver. driver. That's it. Points. I believe she's the one who criticized. Yeah, the points. You didn't say it we first. Said I said it. driver. No, no, we all said driver. Check the tape. Anyway, saying that basically, you know, well, thanks. It's nice to know what a man thinks about this women's issue. Basically saying, you know, shut the hell up, Matt Damon. Uh, but so it was uh, just recently where he was on today with um, uh, Moira's favorite, Kathy Ooh. Lee. And oh, he, so she's still on? Is Hoda on with her? We don't know. Uh, that's what people say, yes. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, here he is actually apologizing for the comments he made. You know, this whole, like, time's up. This whole, I mean, a lot of those women are my dear friends, and, and I love them and respect them and support what they're doing and, you know, and, and want to be a part of that change and want to go along for the ride, but I should get in the back seat and close my mouth for a while. Yeah, but no, you shouldn't. I don't think men should. I think men need to be engaged in the conversation. I don't think they necessarily, I don't think they should lead a conversation, but they need to be engaged in this. This is very important. This is, this is a social movement. This is a cultural change, and you've got to be engaged in the conversation. If you, if, if you just take a back seat, then, then you're, you're, you're negating any power that you might have. And I don't mean the power in the sense of we want to be in control of, it, of everything, but you need to be involved in this as well. Aziz Ansari got, figuratively speaking, screwed. Mm. I mean, if you find, you know, if you're going to be naked in a bed with a, with anybody, there's an expectation of sex. Okay, this was an awkward moment, and what she did was take an individual that had absolutely, for the most, for the most point, no power over her whatsoever, not in the workplace, nowhere, and uh, and uh, and complained about it. It's just a, it's a bad date. It's an awkward time in your life, but it's not the, it, you know, I don't think it's the end of the world in this particular case. And you dilute the Me Too movement, I think. And she was anonymous, and she wasn't affected in her job, of course, or anything. Speaking of sex, you complaining about eighteen bad, bad date, bad sex. Yeah. yeah, everybody's had one of those. Uh, speaking of sex, eighteen-year-old Italian model is selling something. So she can buy her parents a house and pay for her education. Oh. Not a mad. Pinkman. Pinkman. Is it her virginity for 3000 Hi, I'm Nicole. I'm 18 years old. I'm a model and a student. I'm from Italy. I like to auction off my virginity because I like to help my sister and my family and buy them a house. And because I'd like to study abroad, I would love to study business at the Cambridge. Oh, at the Cambridge. Yeah. Uh-huh. She is auctioning off her virginity. This is kind and she of thinks she can buy though. a house with yeah, that? But oh, yet sad. People will pay millions for that. Uh, yeah, I think it started at like uh, uh, 874,000 pounds. Oh. Yeah. Which is over a million dollars. As part of the plot line in that HBO miniseries. What is it? Little Big Lies or Big Little Lies? I can never remember the title. Uh-huh. Oh, Big spoiler alert. I got some, come on. Oh. That's some respect. Mom and me. Got the late night trio, Bobby but I guess we're out of time now. Oh. La dolce fara niente. Too much talk. See. Oh, see. And that's your audio file. No late night trio. Oh, come on. Do it. Hey, Jack, we'll do it later. Good job. Thank no you very much. Music. Uh.
Jack's audio file every weekday, Monday through Thursday at about 4.20. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A British man went missing on his trip to Israel with his friends. Clues left behind have led authorities to believe he has Jerusalem Syndrome. They say he's probably having a religious experience in the desert like Jesus or Jim Morrison. Next, a Japanese city sounded the emergency alarm to recall some potentially toxic blowfish. Cool it Tanaka. This isn't the same as Godzilla coming out of the ocean. Finally, a man's throat ruptured after holding in a sneeze. Ouch. God bless him. Am I right? Headlines were brought to you by Filutowski Cataract and LASIK Institute. Go to myvisionfreedom.com. And transmission. You are listening to The Phillips File. in the market if you pay any attention to that kind of stuff. 50% of the people don't have stocks. Market went up 322 points. That's right. However, if you criticize the president, many will reply with, look at your 401k. Like I said, 50% of people don't have stocks. Well, the argument can be made, though, as more capital goes into the marketplace, uh, makes companies bigger, reinvest, that, uh, mm. of course, the old argument trickles down to you somehow. I don't know. I just... Jim, the... Nor- uh, the All I'm saying is, mm-hmm. if you try to put some money away, I know it's very, very, very difficult for uh, for people to do that, especially if they have families. But, you know, as soon as you kind of start socking, just a little bit, yeah. just a little bit, a little 10%. bit. 10%. So whatever you can do, whatever you're going to do, put it over there. My daughter was a waitress in Winter Park through high school or college or something. And, you know, she would get a check from the restaurant for $200. And I said, would, would it be upsetting to you if you put 20 bucks away? And she said, no. I said, that's 10%. You know, you could find a little bit of money to put away, even if you have a, a, that, a yucky paycheck. Dollar cost averaging. <laughs> that's right. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> Jim Nor Solomon. You'd be surprised uh, widow, after a while. You go, whoa, whoa, look at and that. And all of a sudden it adds up. You can up. do it. Yeah, yeah. The the widow of the pole shooter uh, was in the federal courthouse today. Yeah. They interviewed 646 potential jurors today alone, came to the federal courthouse, filled out a questionnaire that was 27 pages long. I think she's getting railroaded. She admitted to knowing. What was she? What would you advise that she had she have done? Knowing what? That he was going to have uh, pull off a terrorist attack or he was buying weapons and ammunition? Lots of people buy weapons and ammunition. Didn't she say when he left the house she knew where he was going? I'm not sure whether she said that. Suspected maybe, but I don't know if she knew. And then what do you do? Call the police? And then what happens? Let them handle it. She had information that he was going off to shoot people and she did nothing? And she gets a pass? Why? 
I just, I just think she, I happen to believe that she was fair, a fairly ignorant immigrant to this country that didn't, for the most part, know any better. And that she lived in a culture where the uh, patriarchal culture, mm. where whatever her husband said and did, that was the way it was supposed to be. And I think they're trying to get a notch on their gun belt, no pun intended. Mm. I don't think she knew any better. I, I just, I, I, culturally speaking, I don't think she knew any better, and I think they want. And we're well, we're going to make, a, we're going to make a statement here. As a matter of fact, I will go out on the limb. I don't know where defense attorneys are. Okay. She got a federal defense attorney, public de- de- defense attorney. Uh, Probably, because I've been right. I was right on Casey Anthony, mm-hmm. and I was right on uh, Trayvon and Zimmerman. You were? Yeah, I don't know about this what one. What this bet? What do you have in mind? I don't know yet. It about said, Nora Salmon? I don't know yet. It says Nora Salmon knew he was plotting, that her husband was plotting mass murder, mass murder at a gay nightclub in Florida. She was so attuned to his desire for mass bloodshed, she even tried to talk him out of the attack. <laughs> According to whom? This is an article in the New York Post. <sighs> okay. Is that part of a deposition, or is that uh, the feds talking to reporters? I thought I mean, it was her head. I, thought I she, don't know what it is. I just, think she, I just think I, that's, she that's did, all I and think. She said she didn't really understand what she was doing. She felt pressured to write the confession. A lot of people. Which happens, by the way. Yeah, it does. I don't know. I think I just happen to believe somewhere along the line, you know, I'm not saying she's innocent of everything, but to, to the extent where she was, you almost want to believe, if you listen to the feds, that she was part of this, um, you know, she was co-mastermind in this uh, Pulse nightclub attack, and I just don't buy that. No, but I also don't believe that, uh, believe that she had no knowledge that her husband was up right, to no good. What do you good. want to do with her, then? What do you think ought to be done with her? Well, because he's not around, they're using her as sort of a scapegoat, right? But you don't no, have- I think regardless, if he was around, too, like with Timothy McVeigh, who's the the accomplice? You, you go after the accomplice, say... This behavior is wrong. You deserve punishment for this behavior. You deserve to be incarcerated if proven guilty. Yeah, and if she had ignorance knowledge of, of the it, law is no excuse. If, I'm simply saying she may have no knowledge of it, Jack, but you, do you give any consideration to the culture that she was involved in? I'm just asking. You know, I, I'll I'll accept that. You know, in the if in her the husband court said, pleading, if she comes from a culture where everything that the husband says you do, and he says do not speak about this to anyone, culturally speaking, what do you do? Now yeah. it's easy for us to sit back. Well, the proper thing to do is call the authorities. Well, that's probably what we might do or might not do. I'm simply saying you have to consider part of the environment of which she lived and of which she grew up in. I'm not saying she's not should be punished for something. I'm just wondering how far the punishment ought to go. She didn't drive in there, she didn't pack the put the or she put the bullets in the magazine. You know, did she clean the weapons? Did she write out the blueprint of the Pulse nightclub to say, "Baby, here's where you know you need to go first." I mean, there there is a, there is a degree of involvement. I agree. And, I, yeah. and I'm questioning what degree. And I think the feds want to make a, a you know, here we go, a federal case out of it. I really do. <laughs> That's all I they really do. do. I think this is all we got to go with. You know, the the killer is dead. There's nobody else involved. So let's get out there and uh, and make a point of this to show everybody that we're very, very, very tough on this. I think it's, I think it's an exaggeration on the part of uh, of of 
of the federal government. I think they want to prove a point to which, for for whatever reason, I don't I don't know what it is other than to prove a point. I think they want that notch on their uh, on their resume that we put the wife of the Pulse nightclub shooter away for the rest of her life. I don't know. I just have this sinking suspicion because I've seen this kind of stuff before that it's. You know, prosecutors love to make a name for themselves. Right. You know, there is an element of that that goes along in whether it's the local state attorney's office or whether it's the middle district of Florida, the feds, you know, they want that on their resume. There is a bit of upset in in the ranks of the U.S. Winter Olympic team. What? Because Mike Pence is leading the delegation in South Korea. Uh, the 2016 U.S. men's figure skating champion, his name's Adam Rippon, uh, criticized the White House's selection of Mike Pence to lead the delegation to South Korea. You mean Mike Pence, the same Mike Pence that funded gay conversion therapy? He's not buying it. He is a f- openly gay kid. Uh, well, not kid, 28. Um, and he said it is awful that he, the, the guy who's leading the delegation is somebody who has said that um, being LGBTQ is a choice. Conversion therapy should be funded, Jesus. helping to shame and deny a person's true identity. And this um, figure skating champion, Adam Rippon, is speaking out against the hatred and says, now, and you're putting this guy at the front of the pack here, at the head of the U.S. delegation? You know, he's being applauded for standing up for his... What does that mean, head of the delegation? When Mike Pence, let me see, I'm looking... To like see. carry the flag or no, walking with the athletes or anything. Right, he doesn't carry the flag. No. Uh-uh. Um, well, Pence will do a, a meet and greet between the official delegation and the U.S. athletes. Why does he always... To me, he always looked like like he's on some that that fawning look when he, when the president comes out. Have you ever seen him stand up yeah. behind the president? That like, doe eyed look mm. that he gives him. Yep. Or is it that look? I could do a better job than this guy. Mm. I know I could. Mm. You know, just mm. given the opportunity. It's mm. just but I can't go out to dinner with any females. Can't have any meeting unless it's my wife. Unless my wife right. is there. Mm-mm. Because you know what'll happen. I won't be able to control myself. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio one hundred four point one. To win one thousand dollars is just minutes away on Real Radio one hundred four point one. Wednesday. We'll talk to Scott Maxwell later in the program. He writes the Ticking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. Going to get cold in Central Florida tonight. I think the low in Orlando proper should be about 32. Ooh, With the wind, it'll be between, feel like 20 to 30. That's the uh, wind chill factor. I look at these reports from up north, though. and Oh, boy. It's like... It's a, it looks it just is miserable. You know, when you're a kid and you go sledding, you're skiing, you're playing oh, some fun, hockey fun, out fun. in the pond. Sure. You know, doing all that stuff. You get the snow day. Everything's, you know, but boy, oh boy, if you're a working adult, mm-hmm. 
trying to get to work and, you know, where you're snowed in with the family for four days. You were right, Jim. She was born here. Was she? The Santa child, Barbara? The child of Palestinian immigrants. Mm, maybe she, she was she born in San Pablo in the Bay Area oh, of California. Grew up in Northern child. California in a hilly neighborhood uh, about 25 miles northeast of San Francisco. Well, my mistake. I thought she was from uh, Pakistan or Afghanistan. And she, you're talking about whom? Nor Salman. Nor Salman. The widow of the pulse shooter. I don't know how she gets a fair trial in Orlando for the life of me. I don't know why that trial wasn't moved someplace else or has not been moved someplace else. But we'll see what happens. That's what we know. She was, I guess she was married once before as part of an arranged marriage in the Palestinian territories. And then she married Omar Mateen. Trying to find out who her defense team is. One triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. Here's Newman on Real Radio. Hello, Newman. Oh, there. Hello, Jim. How are you? Pretty good. What's going on? Oh boy. Oh, a whole lot's going on, Jim. Um, I was watching uh, Fox News in the morning because don't judge me. Uh, <laughs> I, I got split to it, uh-huh. and um, and it's kind of a fair balance. And there was a uh, gentleman on there, a Green Beret, who was starring or was part of the role of the horse soldiers who were in the two surrounded the Taliban right. and were instructed it, this looks like a very interesting movie where they had to ride horses over the mountains and and to get in in and surround them and attack the Taliban. Yeah, there's a book that came out about 5 years ago about this uh, particular group of special forces that essentially so they could move about the country because motor, motorized vehicles were uh, were not capable of doing that. So they used horses, and one of the ways, of course, is to move from, you know, village to village to connect with, uh, you know, villagers who might be uh, against the, yeah. So it's ba- it's ba- essentially the movie's based on that. Is this the one with Christian Bale, or is that a different movie? What's the one uh, I'm thinking about? Well, it's a brand new one. It's come out on the 19th, yeah. and uh, I'm not really familiar with the actors, but to, to listen to the Green Beret person who was speaking and experienced this, it sounds like a fascinating movie to to see, number one. I wondered whether these Green Berets knew how to ride a horse or whether they said, we have a special so, a special assignment for you in a few months, right. but so you need to learn how to ride a horse. You can't well, just get on a horse and start galloping. General, right. A general rode up on a horse to meet the Green Beret, yeah. and they all knew, okay, well, this is what we're going to do. Whether they knew how to ride a horse or not, they had to learn. So I guess they were guided by the locals, too, into the different canyons to get around to certain areas. Can you imagine what the filming was like on those things? This is going to be wonderful. I could have done that. What? I know. That's what I'm telling you. And they get to grow beards, too. Long beards. That was where the beard, that's essentially where the, the beards being worn by special forces in Afghanistan came out of was these particular soldiers who were on horseback. And they were so far out in the boondocks uh, that they, and plus they said if we grow beards, it's a better ability to mix with the locals and, unless we're, you know, instead of uh, shaving every day and looking exactly. like clean-cut Americans. Hey, exactly. Interesting. All right, I'll Thanks. check out the movie. It's not the Christian Gee, Bale movie. He's no. in another movie on, with horses. He's in a Western yeah. that's coming out yeah, yeah. called Hostiles. This one twelve strong is Chris Hemsworth, Michael Shannon. Uh, That's the one about the special forces on horseback. Rob Riggle, all the fun folk. Yeah, you just can't hop on one of those things and start taking off. Hell no. Break your foot. Right. Or something else. (laughs) Yeah. 
break your whole body. Even if you know how to run, you might break your break something. You know who Dr. Sanjay Gupta is? Sure, for CNN. Uh huh. He writes that uh, President Trump has a common form of heart disease. He's got some calcium and plaque going on in his arteries. That doesn't mean how does he, he know? Heart, that doesn't mean he has heart disease. If you have some buildup of plaque in your in your arteries, that doesn't mean you have heart disease. That's a very common form of it. Yes, that is an indicator. That's like uh, you're you need at, to, you're at, at your age. You're at you need to pay attention risk. to this. Correct. There's no question about it. That's what he writes. But you know, in twenty in two thousand nine, the calcium score was thirty four. Right. In two thousand thirteen, it was ninety eight. Right. At last report, it's one thirty three. Mm. Anything over a hundred indicates plaque is present, and that you are at uh, above average risk for heart disease. Uh, that you have heart disease, and you're above average risk for having a procedure or something. Right. Anyway. Don't uh, we know enough about his health? Uh, yeah, I he know. took a physical, he passed, oh, great, wait. let's move on. I want to see this in Exactly, touch. I think people are, are nitpicking at it. They're trying yeah. to find something. Well, yeah. he's too, I don't believe he's Sanjay 238. Gupta. I think he's heavier than 238. But, you know, the doctor, and he's supposed to be a very well-respected doctor. He's the doctor that uh, did the physical on Barack Obama. Uh-huh. So if he says he's 238, okay, he's 238. And then they, and then they show Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow is the same height, same weight. You know, his body's way different, but he's 50 well, years younger. It's just that uh, Trump has more fat and it's in different areas. That's all. Muscles weigh more than fat. What's I can't remember that. Or it's fat. Muscle, Muscle weighs, weighs more. more than fat. Yes. OK, yeah. that's why I'm so heavy. So they're 238 <laughs> and lean and mean. Right. And he's got 238 pounds. Of, of, you know, you look at him. I mean, his arms aren't as uh, big as Tim Tebow's. That really, kind of, you know, you see him in the short sleeve shirt, real kind of spindly arms. Stop it. Uh, the Daily Beast has a, uh, has seen the full unedited interview that will run later this week in In Touch magazine. They say it is 5,500 words yeah. of cray-cray. And we're going to get it, and we're going to read it on the air. She didn't leave much out. It might be a little embarrassing to read aloud. <laughs> Not for me. Oh, boy. Maybe for you. Yeah, a little for me. Uh, it turns out she describes what Trump was like. She said the sex yeah. was textbook generic. Uh, but she talks about what, you know, the size of his unit, I think, or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to know. But so how see, big? Suffice <laughs> it to say, Pinkman, that you are going to learn more after you read this article about the president's body than you could have possibly ever. I mean, uh, cool. Now, this was what, 2004? 2006. Six. Six? Right. All right. Uh, yeah, so you got 10 years, 12 years. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, they gave her was, a bunch of money. Twelve years ago, he wasn't Adonis, but no, you know, how many years ago? Was it twelve years ago? Well, uh huh, yeah. But uh, what did the start four months after his wife gave birth to his son? To Baron, yeah. Oofa! Now I'm just throwing this out there for an example. If this kind of stuff had been going on, with Barack Obama, do you think these individuals who remain quiet on Trump's activities would have? Oh well, done the same. Speaking of which, Fox News had the story correct, and uh, decided that um, they were not going to publish it, um, according to four different people familiar with the matter. It's too personal. Mm-hmm. That's right. One of their reporters filed the story right before the election oh, in yeah. October of, of 2016, and then uh, never made it to the air, Jim, because they were... I don't think it would have made any difference. She had the story, and Fox killed it. They said. I don't. I don't. I, I just don't. Nope, I think no. people said I'm voting for him. I don't care what. You know, they just had that, that mindset. A lot of people said, you know, I think to themselves, 
and had a certain justification said a lot of promises were made, uh, you know, following the Great Recession, the worst financial crisis we had since the Great Depression. Mm -hmm. And uh, promises were made. And all these years later, those promises haven't been delivered. And I'm just not going. I'm, I'm just not going with the status quo. I'm going to go with this with this with this goofball. You know, what else do I have to lose? It's the Phillips file on real. Huh? I have a question for you. What? Permission to ask Eddie the Shaman not to come in on Friday. He doesn't come in on Friday. But he asked uh, to come in? No, permission to ask him not to come in on Thursday. Why? Why? Because I'm reading a post by his wife that uh, someone in their home has the flu. Oh, no. Oh, no. Right? Oh, no. Tell him I to stay think, home, right? I don't think that's a good idea. Agreed. If somebody has the flu yeah, in yeah, your yeah. family, mm -hmm. I would really, con if nothing else, or put on one of those surgical masks. Oh, he could do that. Or bring in four for us. Mm. It's the flu. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding you. Yeah, I don't wait. want to have the flu. No, my wife had the flu last year. God bless her heart. And it's just, you know, people have it. It's misery. It's a miserable, miserable. The sick person should be wearing the mask. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I thought that. Not necessarily. Well, it's either it's either or. But you can put on the mask to protect yourselves against the aerosol of germs okay. that are out there. So yeah. here's the deal. If Eddie wants to come in this Thursday, he needs to bring five surgical masks. For him and the four of us? Yes. Okay. When he's doing his thing, I'm not talking very much, so I'll put one on. I'm not... <laughs> Or you'll I'm not kidding. You. Oh, what? I can get you one of the white ones, like I use uh, to cut the lawn. No, no, you, I don't no? want. No, I want no. I need light, very light. All right. Or we could just tell him to call, phone it in. Well, what do you think? I'm not, I mean, I'm serious about that. <laughs> I know you if, are. if you're in a, you might want to just stay at home. I'll text him. I'll say, "Do you have a fever?" Yeah. Are you a breeder? It's the Phillips <laughs> File on Real Radio 104.1. And now, the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! <laughs> Talk about the Girther movement. Oof, oh, here we go. All right, time for the. Oh, yeah. What? Mm. Your pants are open. Uh, hey, no, they're not. what? Uh, okay, Jim. Jim. Eddie, Eddie's texting. He's like, bro, I ain't got no flu. I had bro. me shots. I am clean. Okay. That doesn't mean anything. Just because you got the shot doesn't mean you're not going to get the flu. If a member of your family, Eddie, has the flu, they're down and out with the flu, there's a very good chance you could be a carrier. But There's he, a very good chance that you have it, and it just hasn't kicked in with you yet. But he says, if you want, I'll stay back. Oh, but he's going to be sad. I, you know he gets. Anybody, anybody, anybody yeah, want to make a motion? Let, I motion we allow right, here him. you go. Okay, go How ahead. about this one? You show up tomorrow, and then I come down with the flu next week. You never make another appearance on the program. How about that? Oh. Deal. Oh. So you're going to blame it for I'll, him? I'll text him. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, okay, but what's the window? What do you mean, what's the window? He comes in tomorrow. Eddie the Shaman comes in tomorrow. How long does three he weeks. have to go? Three. He, as long as you don't come down with the flu within three weeks, he's okay. Somebody make a motion. I mean, I just, I'm... 
I just do I, not I want say, to get the flu. I mean, um, I say, Mo says she doesn't get the flu. I believe her. Yeah. Um, I've had it before. Haven't had it in a while. You know, not for my shot. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, but that doesn't guarantee anything. I mean, it Maybe might had his shot. might lessen the I, severity, severity of the of flu, it. but it doesn't prevent you from getting the flu. Well, necessarily. Your Honor, I'd like to move that we allow Eddie to come in. I second that. I third. And that we oh, just oh. make sure that we wash our hands. We, and we don't come in contact. You have to no cut hugging. down on your man-on-man massages with no him. No massaging. I haven't no. had a massage from him for three years. Oh, that's horse hockey. That, when's the last time I got a massage? Oh, that, I was going to say something else. That when's, is the not, la- when's the last time I got a massage? Well, you complain about it every week, but I don't remember exactly. Well, okay. You say, come on, you Eddie. You remember. Eddie, come in here. Give me a little Ladies love. and Go gentlemen ahead. of the jury, if I might remind you, if the court reporter can read back what the <laughs> witness just said. She doesn't remember. I, I do not recall. I'll sound like Jeff Sessions. All right. I don't I'll go recall. with a vote. I'll go with a vote. Okay. But if, if I come down with the flu, Eddie's God help all done. three of you. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, now it's the three of us instead of Eddie. What do I, got, we do? I got a big deal going we on Friday. Because then Eddie can come in and do the news. I got a big deal coming up on Friday. I do not need to get sick. That is Well, correct. you're the one okay, who wants Eddie, to let yes. him in. No. Eddie comes in, he has to sit next to Moira, and they get to ma- they have to make out. <laughs> Twice. My husband already texted sing, uh, and said, sip nope. from the same cup. Nope. He said, nope. My husband just texted, nope. Uh-uh. Not happening. So he says, no, Eddie? He's in a My punch, husband Eddie. said, no, Eddie. Wait, but he doesn't get a vote. Your husband's 20 miles away from us. <laughs> he doesn't get a vote. It's yeah, three to one. It's three, to, it's three to one against me. Okay. I mean, I love him to death. It's just love. How about we make him sit in the booth? That's a good idea. He's not allowed in here. Okay, deal. All right. We make him sit in, in the there. booth. He's allowed in there. He's not yeah. allowed in here. Somebody bring yeah. in hand sanitizer. Take that, dirty Jim and Sea Lane. What, <laughs> what, what? What, what, what? That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. He can't come in here. I love you, Eddie, but I'm sorry. If a member of your family has the flu, there's a very good chance you're a carrier. I like it. Okay. Sorry, you get Eddie. to operate in there. It's up to you, Eddie. Okay. Deal. All right, time for me to go to the soundproof booth. Bakeman, what's the Bring prize? around the closest to the pin. I'm playing against Morgan. Joe is the backup. Cool. All right, so our prize today is a pair of run of engagement passes to the commuter. In this action-packed thriller, Liam Neeson plays an insurance salesman, Michael, on his daily commute home, which quickly becomes anything but routine. Doesn't that sound frightening? A little yeah, bit. Yeah, very much. Woo! I wonder what happens. Mm. All right. Someone probably gets kidnapped. Okay, Morgan Day is ready to go, right? Yeah. What's Let's the name? Mor- Morgan? Morgan is our player. Hello, Morgan. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. Morgan, by chance, do you drive a Ford Mustang? I do not, but it's my dream car. It is. Oh, it's one of my two. I've always wanted one. So check this out, Morgan. You might like this category. Thanks to Mark Quinn. It's the new Ford Mustang Bullet 2019. I want one. And uh, so do I. Mm. And so do you. Interesting right. facts. It's interesting ba- facts about the Ford Motor Company, Mustangs, and Bullet. Now, we okay. put the video of the new 2019 Bullet Mustang. I think it's retailing for about 55 grand. Yes. I think we said yesterday. That's on our website at realradio.fm. It's a beauty. Gorgeous car. Five questions mm-hmm. about Ford and Mustangs. Are you ready to go, Morgan? Yes, I am. In three, two, one. The first Ford was the Model A. How much did it sell for back then? Um, 22,000. What year was the movie Bullet released? Um, 1983. The Mustang Shelby GT500 
upgraded in 2013 may be the fastest pony off the production line. How many seconds does it take to go from zero to 60? 60 seconds. Six. Henry Ford was also a prolific inventor. How many patents does Ford have in his name? Uh, 20. What year did Steve McQueen pass away? Mm, 2000. Time. Okay, thank you very much, Morgan. Going to put you on hold. Going to bring Jim in for the ass whooping. You never know. Well, I'm sorry, what was that? Speaking said, yawnies. You know. <laughs> I said, you never know. <laughs> okay, Eddie uh, said. What? Eddie said, totally fine, straight up boy in the bubble, Travolta style. So Eddie will be like John Travolta in Boy in the Bubble, and we will keep him in the booth. I don't want that float. I'm telling you right we, now. Who does? They Jim? said this no, one is I'm a doozy, saying, too. I don't want one. I, I just don't. Ugh. Got my flu shot today. Well, then Good let him you. sit there with you. No, because they say it takes a couple weeks for it to for, uh, become effective. To protect you? Yeah. Really? Yeah, Jim had his a couple months ago. Jim, you should be fine. You should sit no, in your lap. No, it's not. It, you can still get it. Oh, yeah, but yeah. it just lessens your symptoms or something? So... Yeah, that's what they say. Yay or nay on the man-on-man massage tomorrow? I haven't gotten a massage from Eddie. I haven't gotten a shoulder oh massage in over two God. years from are, Eddie. Are you ready no. to play the game? <laughs> my God almighty. Fight, fight, fight. Category submitted by oh, Mark yeah. Quinn about a topic we had yesterday. It's about the new Ford Mustang Bullet 2019. I want one. They're coming out with the new Bullet Mustang. Yeah. It's a gorgeous vehicle. You can see the video of it at realradio.fm. Mm. Interesting facts about Ford Motor Company, Mustangs, and Bullet. Ready to go? Sure. Reset the clock for you. And begin in three, two, one. The first Ford was the Model A. How much did it sell for back then? $3,000. What year was the movie Bullet released? 1968. The Mustang Shelby GT500, upgraded in 2013, may be the fastest pony off the production line. How many seconds does it take to go from zero to 60? Three. Henry Ford was also a prolific inventor. How many patents does Ford have in his name? 500. What year did Steve McQueen pass away? 1984. Holy Toledo. It seemed fast. I don't know. You went fast, but Jim, something new. I'm going to add five seconds to your time as a penalty. All right. All right. It's a handicap. All right. right. You're playing against Morgan. Jim, let's see what we have here. Thanks again to Quinny for the category. The Model A. Mo, you remember how much they cost, right? No, I have no idea. Oh, Oh, the Model A. Yeah, Model A. I I thought you meant the... Oh, never mind. Had a two-cylinder engine and had a max speed of 30 miles per hour. Oh, wait. It's like $600. Morgan well, she said. She didn't understand it either because she said twenty two k, twenty two thousand. 22000 Yeah. Jim. Uh, $3,000. $850. Uh, yeah, for closer. some reason, I was thinking, okay, was there a Model A Mustang? Well, she didn't know either. No, no, no. no. Model A, the like first, first Ford. Ones, yeah, I, know. I understand. This was Model B. the very first Ford. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Well, I still get the point. Thank you. You point. do get the point. How about okay. the movie Bullet? When was it released? Morgan said. 83. Jim. 68. 1968 on the money. Double points for Jim. It's 3-0. The Mustang Shelby GT500. They're also coming out with a new Mustang Shelby, which looks out of control. Yeah, it does. Um, How fast from 0 to 60? Has a 5.8 liter V8. How fast from 0 to 60? Mm -hmm. Shelby said. 60. 60 seconds. Oh, my. You said 60. And a Volkswagen faster now. <laughs> I could do that on a bike. You said Jim three. Said, uh, three seconds. 3.6. Jim is closer. Jim uh, gets that point for nothing. Yeah, road and track, baby. How many patents for Henry Ford? 
Shelby said? 20. Uh, not Shelby, Morgan. Yeah, Morgan. Yeah. 20. 20, Jim said? 500. 161, Morgan's on the board. Yippee! It's 4 to 1. Okay. Can't win. But Steve McQueen died at the age of 50. Watch this. Ooh, if too she young. gets it within two years, she wins. Oh, no. Yes, outright. I'm kidding. Uh, what year did Steve McQueen pass away? Morgan said. 2000. Jim. 84. 1980. Jim gets a point. Jim wins the game. Sorry about that, uh, Morgan. Joe, you pick up the prize. All I can say is. I'm the champ. Uh, I am yep. the greatest. Here we go. I will yeah, lose. Yeah, 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 I can't yeah. lose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is there no one on this planet to even challenge me? Remember, close only counts in. Horseshoes, hand grenades, and closest to the pin. Very good. Thank you very much. I don't know what my record is, but I'm winning it more than I'm losing. It is seven and two. Let's uh, get an update on the news, the latest in current events. Who better to call in than Big Daddy? Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. <laughs> it is illegal to get drunk and fly your drone in New Jersey now. Hey, look, officer, I just had a couple two-tree beers is all. <laughs> Next. A Texas woman has shared some photos of her little sister's hobby which includes cutting faces off dolls and stuffed animals and switching them around. Just like Face Off starring Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. Face Off. Finally, some would-be carjackers in Virginia were run off by their victims after having hot chocolate thrown on them. Must have been super hot. It shouldn't be too hard to find them considering one of them probably looks like Freddy Krueger now. Headlines were brought to you by the free iHeartRadio app. And transmission. That's right. And all you have to do is go to the app store on your smartphone and download our free iHeartRadio app. Today, you get to listen to us and all your favorite music anytime, anywhere. It's real easy to do. Just go to the app store on your smartphone and download our free iHeartRadio app today. Coming up next on this Wednesday edition of The Phillips File, a conversation with Scott Maxwell. From... You're listening to The Phillips File. Real Radio. 104.1 I like digging holes and hiding things inside them. When I grow old, I hope I won't forget to find them. Because I've got memories and travel like gypsies in the night. Phillips file for this uh, Wednesday. Scott Maxwell writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. And every Wednesday at this time, we spend a few minutes with Mr. Maxwell, usually talking about things that he is writing about in his column. Without further ado, please welcome Scott Maxwell back to the program. Hello, Mr. Maxwell. Good afternoon, Jim. How are you? Very good. How's North Carolina doing, by the way, in the basketball poll? Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to pick on you. I just wonder no, where no, they were. We are, it's not the best year we are. Uh, 15 or champions. something? But yeah, no, I think we're a little lower than 18, 19, something like that. We did, uh, I will not to see you're going to, I'm going to make you regret asking. We uh, did continue one of the more fascinating streaks in college sports last night. What's that? Where we continued a, if you can believe this, Clemson uh, came to Carolina where they have not won in Brace yourself for it, 92 years. No kidding. We, we play each other every year. And uh, they're on an 0-58 streak at Carolina. Let me move on to one of your columns. Oh, uh, see? Yeah. 
Uh, let's talk about the liquor stores. This was a column earlier this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. And it's essentially. Well, I tell the audience about this. I mean, somebody might want to open up a neighborhood liquor store. You know, no. it's the, you know, we like to believe maybe an open marketplace. Let the uh, marketplace decide whether you, you know, succeed or don't succeed. So somebody might say, look, I'm going to open up a liquor store and uh, get permission. And they say, well, you can't do that because you're within, at least in unincorporated Orange County, as I read your column. Is that the, essentially what it comes down to? That is right. There is there is nothing even remotely close to a free market principles when it comes to operating uh, liquor stores in some places, and Orange County is one of them. Uh, it, I would say a lot of places now there there are sort of standard rules that you can't have a liquor store too close to a church, for instance, or a school. Uh, and but those are usually like a block or or a couple of blocks or something like that. And frankly, some people think they're outdated too. And I do. I, 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 I do too, especially when you're talking about like an ABC anyway store. That it, it seems a bit much. Uh, and by the way, we can you can get anything delivered to your front door uh, right now mm-hmm. as well in this 21st century. But there, there are those rules. But there are a handful of places that do not let liquor stores be very close to each other. Now there's no there's no rule like that in Orlando. And some places have a rule that says they can't be more than like 500 feet. But in Orange County, mm-hmm. uh, that distance is a mile. Which is a really quite a long ways if you think about it, and and some people will say, well, maybe that's because it's in rural Orange County. No, 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 no. Uh, in Orange County, uh, unincorporated Orange County, that includes places like International Drive. I mean, there there are lots of very well developed bustling places, and uh, this is a rule that uh, consumers may not like because you never have choice. If you have one of those stores, you are locked in. You can offer just cruddy service, and nobody's ever going to be hone in, able to hone in on you. Uh, but the people who have those licenses, you better bet your ass they like it. What's the, uh, what's the? I mean, what's the rationale for keeping this rent? I don't know whether the county commission is thinking about changing it, but I would imagine you're like you're right. If you're a liquor, liquor store order, you're saying, hey, I like this a lot. As a matter of fact, I like to have it three miles, but... That's right. And so they they have been – it comes up every year, a couple of years when somebody uh, – and it, like in a place like International Drive where right. a businessman or a woman or an entrepreneur says, oh, my goodness, there's a market here. Uh, in fact, it was a Walgreens who moved it. They said, well, I'm looking at this place where millions of people come every year, and there's only one liquor store uh, with anything else. If it was shoe stores, convenience stores, right. what, what T-shirt shops, you'd say, oh, let's open up one. And they try to do it, and then they say, no, 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 you can't do it in Orange County. So every few years they talk about uh, trying to change those laws, and that's what they're that's what they talked about doing now. But then you had these businesses who flooded the county commission, and what struck me as interesting, and part of the reason I was writing about it, is we are usually inundated with hearing business owners say, "No regulations, keep your hands off, government, you do your th- your thing, I do my thing." But these business people were begging, begging for the most heaviest regulation possible, uh, banning a business owner from even opening its doors. And the reason was, as we just discussed, because it pads their keeps their own bottom lines healthy. Now, there is there is an argument they have in their favor, and that is that some of them paid a boatload of money because of the existing rules. Uh, they they went to a spot, and they tried to buy, and somebody say offered up a liquor store for sale, and they say, hey, you can buy this, and it's going to be the only liquor store that's ever going to be on International Drive. And so people paid 20 times market value for it. Right. But I don't think bad decisions in the past are reason to keep on doing bad decisions in the future. So Orange County is talking about shrinking it down, and not hardly at all, from like a mile to two-thirds of a mile, and that's why everybody's <laughs> yeah. going bananas. I know, yeah, right? So, 
like I said, Orlando, it's zero. Like you can have four of them right at the same intersection if you want, but uh, it's a mile. Well, as, you know, you, you kind of shake your head in, 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 in disbelief to a certain degree because you're going, wait a minute, you guys are your businessmen. You're probably skew more conservative and Republican and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. pro-capitalism and open marketplace than anybody else and deregulation and all this other stuff that goes along and all the other baggage that goes along with that particular political view and then all of a sudden yeah but you don't want to open up the marketplace you want to close the marketplace to possible competitors and you know i thought the mantra was all let the marketplace decide you know somebody opens up a liquor store two blocks from you and does a better job than you yeah that's the way the cookie crumbles you got to do a better job the best mousetrap wins yeah absolutely and that's part of why i seized on it because it sort of poked a hole in this notion and i'm going to submit that there are very few people who actually want these free markets and so you're going to have some people going, no, 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 I do. And say, no, you're, you're full of it. You, you want it. You want a system that helps you make most money. And we see this play out over and over in our, sewer, our new economy. Somebody's running a bed and breakfast, and we've write, written about this, and they go, or, or a hotel, and they say, hands off, government, stay out of my business, until 25 Airbnbs open up nearby. And then they're the first ones at the county commissioner chambers going, you know, we, we really got to do something to crack down right. on these businesses. It's the same. People say, I, I, want to, I should have an absolute right to do whatever I want with my property no. until your next door neighbor wants to open a Walmart or sell it to a Walmart or a strip club or a landfill. Right. Then all of a sudden, hey, government, I need some help. Let me move on. You had a posting, uh, I think, earlier this afternoon about uh, Scott Playcon. Yes. And it has to do with unions, and yes. and I think the 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 title of the of the posting something to the effect Playcon wants to break up union, unions, to, but only yeah. some unions. So right. what's the what's the deal with this? Yeah, what what this is is this is just sort of bare naked yellow bellied hypocrisy. It's sort of more of the more of the union bashing that you that you hear from uh, mostly on the right and then Tallahassee, but not all because there are a good number of uh, Republicans who stood up in the past. But it's it's a uh, it's a constant talking point. Unions are evil, and so these guys are always looking for some new way to try to neuter u- unions, except. And this is the point, except they don't have the balls to stand up to, like, police unions or firefighter unions because those guys wear badges. Those guys look tough. Those guys might hand out endorsements come campaign time. So they they will beat the hell out of the teachers' union. You know, they will they will blame every uh, educational woe, even though most of these legislators create them in the first place, every educational problem on the evil teachers' union, uh, but then they will, you know, attach their lips to the derrieres of the cops' union. And so now what Playcon has done is filed a bill that basically does that. It tries to hassle every union in the state of Florida. I mean, I try to make them f- file paperwork, try to say that they got the right number of people paying dues to read. Right. And if they don't, they can't can't operate anyway, at least the way they are now, except for there's this tiny little carve-out that says, my bill does not pu- apply to cop unions, firefighter unions, or correctional officers. <laughs> and what does he have to uh, Have you contacted him? What's the, oh, what's yeah, the sure. defense for that? Well, when he did this in 2011, I actually called him and I said, this is just pure balderdash. It's, it's just, uh, it doesn't even pass any sort of intellectual honesty test. And I was about 10 minutes into the conversation and he said, you're right. <laughs> and I admit, no. I admit it. They got me for, threw me for a little bit of a loop, and he withdrew the bill. 
And that was 2011. But I got to imagine over the last six years, the Chamber of Commerce and Associated Industries and uh, Americans for Prosperity have been keeping on with their union bashing. And so he's come back and he's filed the exact same bill. And when he's asked, he'll say uh, – he, he says two things. He says, I'm not doing this to beat on unions. That's a lie. Yes, he is. But let's just <laughs> take him at his word. Let's just say he says, I'm not doing this to be on unions. I'm doing this to guarantee workers' rights, to make sure that no workers are going to be falsely represented by union bosses who don't really have their best interests at heart. Okay, Representative Placon, let's take it your word. If this is really in the unions and the workers' interests, why the hell wouldn't you want to do it for cops? Why the hell wouldn't well, you want to do it for firefighters? There's the, and and, the, and there, it, there's no provision in state. I mean, it's a right to work state. You do not have to belong to a union to, to, no. to work a job. It is up to you whether you want to join a union. I happen to believe in unions for the most part, I, I, and, I, and I am still predicting a resurgence of union activity. I think yeah. it will come back sooner or later. But I, I, Yeah. I believe in the concept. I don't believe they're universally good or universally evil. I've, I, cause I, right. frankly, I've just, I've written about enough of them to see them both work both ways. I've seen them stand up <clears throat> and, and be a needed show of force, uh, on behalf of workers' rights. And I've seen them stand up for really lousy workers and protect yeah, uh, lousy yeah, and sometimes dangerous people. I'm, I just, I'm sorry, I see it, I see it both ways. But these guys don't. These guys who are, who are trying to do, who are trying to, to neuter these folks, and they don't do it with an ounce of intellectual integrity. Because uh, if, if they really thought these things were good rules, they'd have them for all, and, and they don't. And when they and when Placon got pressed during a hearing, which I spent two hours watching, this is what I do at midnight on a uh, at home, which I had two hours watching last night. When he got pressed, he said, "Well, you know what? The, I, the reason I don't want to apply it to cops is I don't want to prompt a labor unrest." And right there. In a brief, accidental moment of candor, he admitted that this was meant to cause unrest for the workers, even though he was saying all this baloney about trying to protect them. With the well, the fact of the matter is, and people don't know this, when they look at uh, sick leave, that they, and whether they're union or non-union, whether they're middle class or working, uh, working stiffs, the fact of the matter is you can thank unions for your vacation time, your sick leave, and this and that, and a whole bunch of things that you now, your five-day work week, mm-hmm. all these things that we now enjoy as employees and workers. Workers. It's because of union activities. Unions made all of this possible. You know, if you want to go back to the days of sending your 10-year-olds to work in the mills, I mean, that's up to you. And, and let me tell you something else about that, Jim. If you believe that unions, especially in the state of Florida, are some all-powerful <laughs> uh, political force, you are adult. You are just being played Correct. by either Fox News or some talking points. They got these. These got less clout than a limp noodle because of what you, exactly what you just said. There, this is a right to work state. They, they right now they just they're a boogeyman. Yeah. Uh, re- Republicans control everything. They don't have anything to and, and, and to fight with except themselves. But the one thing they love to agree on is we can all just beat the hell out of unions, particularly teachers unions. But once again, except when the cops show up, and then we're going to bow down and kiss your feet. And, and we're a big believer in organized labor. I know you'll agree with me that uh, Governor Scott, who uh, the, I mean the word is still out there that he's going to run for the U.S. Senate seat against uh, Democrat Bill Nelson. The Governor Scott convinced the Interior Secretary to uh, to knock Florida off the list uh, where it could come uh, where, as it relates to uh, offshore oil drilling. And uh, it certainly had no uh, political connotations whatsoever, did it? No, I'm sure not, even though I, I think that stance was maybe uh, Rick Scott he adopted about a moment before to think he came down here. I mean, because he... <laughs> 
Scott had been drill, drill, baby, drill. I mean, everybody was drill, baby, drill uh, four years ago, six years ago. So, yeah. yeah. It looked, and in fact, if you look, you may have talked about this. Some it almost looked like the uh, uh, the president and and the interior secretary were sort of uh, throwing it out there, like I'll meet one on one with all of you coastal uh, governors, and 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 then decide. And you basically get a political op. Well, let, let me just save you the suspense, Jim. Uh, everybody thinks it's great to drill everywhere except where they are. Right. That's. That's right. how it works. You know what? The, the the guys in New Jersey, they don't want it right off the Jersey coast. The guy in Florida, they don't want. Now they're going to scream, "Drill, baby, drill!" Out in, in California or Alaska. It's just, it's just not a complicated uh, approach that some people have. In fact, it's really pretty simple minded. Well, governors uh, up and around the coast, uh, you know, as soon as Florida was taking up the list, they're going, "Well, what the heck?" I mean, George. I mean, they're all going, "Well, what about us?" And uh, well, there's no political right. connection here whatsoever, despite the fact that the sitting Republican governor would like to run against a sitting Democrat for the United States Senate. Should the governor be worried? Should he be, should he run? And he's going to run, I think, for the U.S. Senate. Should he be worried about the Puerto Rican vote? I mean, the number of Puerto Ricans who have come to the mainland because of the hurricane damage on their island. And a lot of people are saying we're talking many, 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 many thousands of votes. Uh, and they're going to vote Democrat for the most part. They're not voting. They're not voting Republican. Certainly, after the lousy job this administration has done with Puerto Rican re- hurricane recovery, uh, he is worried to the extent that he's spending a lot of time talking about the issue. Um, I think the impact of what that vote is going to have is still to be determined. Uh, I, 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 the numbers would suggest it is going to be significant, and the numbers historically suggest that they are Democratic. But I, I don't think I would uh, take anything for granted. And uh, I, I think he's paying a lot of attention to him, but I don't know if that's going to be the swing yet. And, and just you, you, you can't ever assume that Democrats are going to do anything right in a statewide race. As Florida Democrats, they just fall over yeah. themselves. No, they, they, they couldn't. Like, you spot them the heads and tails, and they're going to lose a coin toss. We've just seen it over <laughs> and over again. So. All right, what's coming up in the next column? <laughs> All right, well, you can read about Scott Placon's uh, union-busting okay. bill, but not cop unions tomorrow. And then on uh, Sunday, I actually ho- hope this may be the culmination of a uh, f- not four-year project that we've talked with you about. Four years ago, I started uh, contacting every one of the police and sheriff's departments in Central Florida about uh, body cameras. Right. And basically said, I'm going to start putting on an annual basis how many uh, cameras you have on your officers. And the first time I did this in 2014, uh, I contacted 20 different departments, uh, three had them on their uh, officers, and as of today, I got the final uh, uh, results in. There are 15 of the 20 that now are putting uh, body cameras on their officers, so that's a, that's, that's a, that's a big improvement, and people de- those departments deserve credit for it, and the people who live in cities that are still refusing mm-hmm. to do that uh, deserve to know about that as well. Well, good for them and good for you as well for pushing that particular cause. All right, very good. We'll talk to you next Wednesday, Scott. Thanks. My pleasure. Appreciate it. Scott Maxwell, he writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. Uh, Shot Doctor, casting call is upcoming next on Real Radio 104.1. Your next chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. Oh, yeah. It's only been a week. The rush of being home and rapid fading I fell into a cold But I was missing all that time in England I sent me endlessly Alright, here we go. 
It's Wednesday. It means it's time for a Shot Doctor casting call. Now, what does that mean? You're new to the program? Shot Doctor, our guest from our sister station, uh, FM 96.9, the game, Orlando Sports no, it's Leader. just FM 96.9, the game, Orlando Sports, Sports Leader. leader. No, po- no points in there. <clears throat> so anyway, the Shot Doctor comes in, as he has for the past many years. <laughs> To so take part in casting call. Now, what is that? I pick a movie, then I take a scene from the movie, then the shot doctor either acts it out on the air with fellow uh, various actors from the show, or he goes solo. Mm-hmm. We've got a brand new one today, something we've never tried before with the shot doctor. Really? Yes, exactly. This I'm is a the first nervous. in the many, many, many years that the shot doctor has been vying for one of the Jimmies, which is the award that we used to hang, uh, hand out. For uh, best performance. Uh, this just said, over the years, Jim, I've won over 26 Jimmy. So I'm a veteran Jimmy winner, the greatest of all time. All right. So we have uh, something for, we have a musical today. What? Yes, oh, we have a musical. I'm so excited. Now, oh. Shot Doctor, for the past couple of years, has been coming in and said, when are we going to do a musical? When are we going to do a musical? Mm-hmm. And finally, decided today, okay, we'll go ahead and do a musical. So we set it down. I think we have it all set. Shot Doctor, are you ready? I live in a state of readiness. All i got to do is hear whatever music this is. Now, it shouldn't be too hard to figure out what this movie is. First person, uh, you know, to identify it will identify you on the air. That's it. Uh, you don't get any prizes for this. Just for people to really listen to the Shot Doctor and try to determine his performance and how he did, whether it's Jimmy Worthy. It's everyone ready on the set. I live in a state of yes. readiness. Okay. Ready? Action. Singing? No. What? 
Oh, oh my god. This was so good. I want to sing again. He sang the power out. <laughs> what? We, the lights went out. The power no, went we out. Here we go. You my, couldn't write it this good. You must have hit a particular note and just god. knocked out all the power. Yeah. This is going to be like a uh, like the story where he sang and the power went out to the whole station. <laughs> am, am That's I that, what happened Jim, when was I made I that, the, Was yeah. I that dynamic? Yeah. That was I, that earth shattering and the lights went out and you the TV reprise, went out. You reprise the great Gordon McRae, who mm. starred in Oklahoma, I believe, oh, on Broadway. Well, and there's in the, the answer. And oh, in, you knew well, it. And, <laughs> and in the movie version. And do we have Gordon McRae? Yeah. Well, let's play Gordon McRae to see if uh, Shot Doctor sounded anything like Gordon McRae. Mm. Listen a long shot. See what you think. My wife just texted in. She said, dear God. <laughs> just like shot. Here we go. Huh? There's a bright golden haze on the meadow. I'm better than him. There's a bright golden <laughs> haze on the meadow. Well, you didn't have to do this part. The corn no. is as high as an elephant's eye. And it looks like it's climbing clear up to the I can the hear similarity. Here we go. Let Gordon McRae sing. Go. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. I got a beautiful feeling. Everything's going my way. Oh, that's enough, I think. Uh, Ooh, baby. Oof, uh, Jim, the guesses were pouring in. Are they? Uh, someone just texted in, this isn't real. Ah! Uh, <laughs> Sweet Lord, never again, please. <laughs> Hoosiers. Uh, no, it was not Nightmare Before. Uh, Chris, wait. What? Uh, night, the Nightmare Before pokes ice picks in my ears. Oh, see. Um, well, you know, I, you know, I have to give you credit. For was it, it. Flop, flop, flop Town? Short, short notice. That's pretty <laughs> good, flop, wasn't it? It was. Uh, he commits to it, Jim. Oh, that's the key. He does. He yeah. does commit. He death goes of to a, the wall. Death of a sportsman. Oh, my God. <laughs> the night the lights went out in Maitland. And they did, huh. didn't they? <laughs> Apocalypse now. No. I, I applaud you. You may get a Jimmy for courage. What about for musical precision? Mm -mm. Did you notice on the Not notes so that I hit? I hit every note exactly right. The timing was exquisite, mm -hmm. right in sync with the music. It was boisterous. It was loud. It was mm -hmm. booming. Mm -hmm. And I, it was baritone and it was bassy. I, when I was listening, I had my eyes closed and I said, That's Gordon, Gordon McRae. Yeah. He's channeling Gordon There's McRae. There's no question. This is why I am a world-famous gym lounge karaoke singer around Central Florida. Yeah, is that okay. right? One of the best. Yeah, well, this will be best of. There's no question about that. When I'm oh. on vacation or whatever, mm -hmm. we, will My head's be, gonna explode. we will be playing this, I think. Last week uh, with Aragonius and uh, this week as well. Oh, it was Aragonius. That one right. word got me last week, Jim. Erogenous. That really confusing erogenous Erogenous. Yeah, whatever that thing was. Not this week, though. Erogenous. Right there with the words... Did you, voice, did you feel like you were on horseback? You I had that yellow like, scarf around your neck, and you were looking at the corn as high as... An elephant's eye. I, yeah, I, I watched that this afternoon before the show, and I watched it a few minutes ago yeah. after the show, and I, I could just feel like I was on that horse, mm -hmm. just looking up at the sky and singing that the way Gordon McRae did. Holy I smokes. am 
Gordon McRae. Oh, you and did, you, you can know. tell. You could tell by the That's way it came out. Agreed. Oh, I was transfixed. I have to admit. You were what? Transfixed what that on thing? your no, performance. No. I was just, I was wrapped in attention. See, Jim, what we should do, like on weekends, we should travel around to like places that have karaoke and sing for people. Really? Yeah, so we should. I, I should become a traveling karaoke singer. I am that I, good. Oh, a traveling like minstrel. You I could think, be, yeah. yeah. I think I think that's a great idea. You yeah. go first. That's what I'm saying. This is this is good stuff. All right, Chuck Doctor, great job. What's uh, big in the world of sports? What were they talking about today? Again, a lot of this Blake Bortles, Jacksonville Jaguar. Yeah, the Jaguars are playing the Patriots this coming. Sean, uh, Doctor, answer answer a question. Yeah, for me. who's the biggest goat? Either the guy that you know the story about the uh, about the fake missile uh, alert in Hawaii. You're aware Last of that weekend. story. I haven't heard that. Oh boy! Wow. <clears throat> All right, let me go back then to the Viking Saints game. Okay. Now that he heard of number forty three, Marcus Williams. Yes. Goat or just that's. When you say goat, what do you mean by that? Greatest of all time. No, not in this it's case. It's just where I wouldn't want to be that guy going back into the locker room after the game. That was, will always hang with him, won't it? it will. I mean, maybe overall, I think Jack might be right. Overall, you know, maybe not the Bill Buckner moment, but I think in Minnesota, yeah, I think it might be or New where Orleans, yeah, or yeah, yeah in New yeah. Orleans, where they'll never, for, well, they'll never forget that. The play itself. I'm watching the game. There's, there's almost no time left on the clock. Yeah, right. Vikings so, had the ball. It was, it was The pass was on the sidelines. I figured that he was going to knock the guy out or at least tackle him. Then it's sure. a 53-yard field goal. Somehow the guy whiffs and the guy runs down. I've never seen that before. And a situation in a divisional game that big with time running out on the clock as the guy scored the touchdown. Amazing. And now it sets us up for two good games on Sunday. The Patriots. Want to make a uh, prediction? Yeah. Well, go ahead. The Patriots will steamroll the Jaguars. I uh, want to give a score. I will Write give a down, score please. of 34-16. 34-16, New England and that, over and Jacksonville. I'm, I'm being kind there. It's, it, it might be more than that, but I'll go 34-16. You think? Okay. And the Vikings, because they have a better defense and probably better quarterback in Philadelphia, mm. they'll go in there. Where are they playing? In Philadelphia? In Philadelphia. Kind of a low-scoring game. Why are they so mean in Philadelphia? Hey. They are. They're some <laughs> of the worst, I mean... They're I mean, aggressive. fans. Probably, they are. They're aggressive. Twenty-one thirteen. Twenty-one thirteen. Minnesota. Yeah. Okay. A little bit. A little bit of a lower scoring game than the first one. It would have been a higher scoring game, but the Philadelphia starting quarterback, mostly your Carson Wentz, who might have been the MVP, got hurt in December. So does that ACL. match up to a great Super Bowl, or it's like, oh, here we go again, New England? See, Jim, sports is always better when there's a villain. Yeah. And the true. Patriots are hated villains. That. Adds juice to a sport because people want to see the villain get knocked off. Yeah, I think you might be right. They, <laughs> they, they, well, people, villains. people love an underdog, Why too. do you think the Yankees are hated, the Patriots are hated, uh, the Bulls when Jordan was there? People always want to, people always want to see the villain lose. Golden State right yeah, now. I don't know if Jim. I want to determine villains. I think people like an I always like an underdog. I always like to see. That's a syrupy, weak story. I'm not calling you weak. It's just a yes, you are. You just called me weak. Not he real. did. He said yeah, you're he a weakling. No, no, you're not a weakling. Kick sand in his face. Oh. Arm oh. No, you'll beat me. What the, the underdog story is kind of the, is the syrupy, emotional thing, the feel-good stuff. No. People get jacked up. When they see a team they hate, they want to see get knocked off. That's what gets people excited. People hate the Patriots. Jacksonville will win. Uh, uh, proving how far out of touch make a Shot bet? Doctor is. There's a bet on it. Well, you already have a bet with Bacon. No, I mean, you and the shot doctor. He doesn't no, no, bet no, no, money, no. but. This is how out of touch shot doctor is. In Fritz on the street, 
eight out of eight people knew about Hawaii mm-hmm. and that the false alarm that shot didn't know about. Okay, well, this false alarm thing. Yeah. You didn't okay. know anything about this story? I'm, last weekend was the NFL playoffs. Yeah. I'm watching the playoffs. It's not the playoffs. We have two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday. I'm focusing on the playoffs. Don't you get push notifications to your phone? Who? On your phone. Don't you look at the news on your phone? Uh, there's no news on my phone. There's a screen. It's blue. Yeah. And it says AT&T. Mm-hmm. Then I just punch numbers in, and sometimes I make a phone call. If you want to see more about how <laughs> Shot Doctor <laughs> operates his life with yeah. technology, we posted a video today at the uh, Phillips file page at realradio.fm. Lunch with Jack. Lunch yeah. with Jack, right? I call it lunch with Shot. How about hanging with Shot Doctor? How about lunch with Jack? How about buying me lunch sometime? Oh, Ooh. Ooh that's a good name. Buying me lunch sometime. Maybe I'll take you to Linda's with for lunch. Shot it's Doctor. where the media elite meet. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, you haven't been there yet. What do you recommend when we go there? Well, that's up waffles. to you. Meatloaf. Waffles? I love they waffles. waffles. Yeah, they make meatloaf. a great mu- waffle. You can get breakfast anytime there. Meatloaf, I mean, they I have, like uh, you know, yeah, meatloaf you beef would like. stew. I mean, fish and chips, whatever you it's want. I want good. a hamburg. Yeah. It's going to be really good. By the way, i got to check with everybody because it's the, you know. Because what? Well, they got, you know, kind of. They the got back, rules there? That kind of, the, not them, uh, Linda's, but kind of clubby type thing, you know, for the, for the media the for the media people. Oh, so, we have, hey, so I'll bring it up tomorrow. You want to invite the shot doctor? Oh, there's a club? Yeah. Remember Malcolm's club. Hungry Bear? Remember I do, that? Sure. Years and years and years ago where the media people would yes. meet? Yeah, i got to check. Thank you, shot doctor. Good job. Nice voice. Wow. I mean, I can't get that out of my head. That's, the, uh, that's what great singers do. Shot Doctor with a casting call on Real Radio 104.1. Five-minute professor next. <laughs> it's time to rise above the butt jokes and hemorrhoid humor. Even if only for a few fleeting moments. And actually learn something. This is the five-minute professor. Time for the five-minute professor. Let's find out where he is. Where are you, professor? I am. In bed again? Like Watching TV, bed, but what? near my bed. Last week you were in bed. Yeah, I was. Like, well, hey, you know, sometimes you have to be tired, worn out. Uh-huh. These things will happen. But today I am in my bedroom, but not in my bed. Well, you got to take the aluminum off the uh, aluminum foil off the windows because you're you're you're. It's a crappy signal, is what he's signal saying. Signal is. Where's your phone? Is it in your What do you got one of those tinfoil hats on? What are you doing? <laughs> well, I think, this is what I think. I think that the rapidly lowering temperature outside yeah. is causing, uh, causing problems with these signals. No. You got a better, better signal from <laughs> Buzz Aldrin on the moon than I... <laughs> I just don't... I don't know how it happens. I, I, don't, I, I don't get it. I, we have to live with it. That's just the Sorry. way that it is. Yeah, sure. It is. It, I will have a better signal next week, I, I assure you. Do you have a landline? Mm-mm. I don't. I have not had a landline phone in five years. You still have one, Mo? Uh, I do. I and do I feel too. like an old timer when I, I say I that. I have it I because do. so many people have it. And it's, you know, doctors it's, it's, and dentists and d- d- lawyers. Does the phone ever ring and you say, what's that noise? No, no, no. He doesn't all. even answer his home phone, so no, I don't I, even know why you no, have I it. I always check to see who's calling. I'm not picking up that damn thing unless I know who's calling. You're not going to win a thousand dollars for my heart radio. That's yeah, sure. You have to answer. <laughs> answer the phone. <laughs> so I, I am at home tomorrow night. Of course, I will be at the Philly Grape. That's where we do trivia on Thursday night. All right. Well, what do you got for us today? Uh, well, actually, uh, some weird things are going on. <laughs> With uh, you, or just generally? <laughs> I think I think a little of A, a little of B. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, not 
not the least of which is what happened just before I called in to the radio today. What's that? Do we all get to sing? Yeah, what no, no, no. Sing? Oh, my <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so we don't all get to sing. That's no, your, sir. That's your... no. No, no, no. All right, okay. No. Uh, well, my daughter actually today was, tried out for a talent show. Mm -hmm. She read an original poem. And I posted on it about, uh, on Facebook, which in and of itself I think is fine, and I expected to hear from my family and uh -oh. you know, my children. Uh, so here's the thing that's unusual. I posted that my daughter tried out for her first, and she's eight, tried out for her first talent show today, and numbered among the people that liked it or commented on it is the mayor of Longwood. Yeah, really? Okay. He likes everybody. Nice guy. He does like everybody. He's sweet. Uh, also, nice guy. also, one of my ex-wives. Yes? One of my ex-wives, uh, one of my ex-mother-in-laws. And you've got uh, a few not, of those. I you know, I got to stack them up like Are you, What are you doing? Are you campaigning for more likes? I don't know what you're... I don't know. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm trying to figure out a world where I put something on Facebook and it gets liked by the odd collection of people that I know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because it's weird. I, I put stuff up there for my family to see, but it's out there to the world, so the people who get to see it are an odd combination of the people that I know in the world. Yeah, but do you know them, or do you say, who is this person? That's what I happens to me. So I don't know who this person is. Of, of all the people that have liked it, to date, I have eaten food with all of them. Oh, okay. Ooh. I shared a meal with all of them. Hey, did so, you get a flu shot? I did get a flu shot. Okay. It's because I'm in one of those risk groups because I'm old. Actually, I'm in a risk group because I'm old and I have a grade schooler. Yeah, that's yeah, 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 probably yeah. going to get sick. So right. I don't want to get sick. Right. Okay. Just wondering. There's nothing I can do to avoid her getting sick. Jack maintains you if, you, if you laugh or what, cough... Mm -hmm. no, uh, laugh or cry. Cry, cry excuse cough, me. Sneeze, While you're getting a shot, yawn. you won't you won't feel the shot. That's probably true. Thank but you. You'll feel it later because it'll be sore later. Oh, it doesn't. It's, it's not nothing. Uh, now, it's see, not now you're turning shot. people off again. It's not. It's a. It's a nothing shot. I've gotten oh, some bad not, shots. No, he's. Oh, here we go. My arm has been. Oh, oh, oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> go. You're just breaking up a little bit. Go ahead. Uh, my arm has been more sore from getting punched for something I said than it's ever been sore from getting a flu shot. Right. Yep. But I say some stupid stuff. Oh, well, tetanus shot. That'll, that'll, that'll put a sore on your buttocks. I'll second that. <laughs> what, did I say some stupid stuff? Uh, you got to get a Both. lecture going here. We're not going to do anything here today. Right, here we go. Or do you want to take a break and have him come back and call us back? <laughs> Well, I don't know. You think it'll be better? We'll be fine. No. I All don't, right. I don't right. think it'll be better. Then let's just go right. with it. Go to... Next week, Next week, I'll have a landline, I promise. Okay. All right. So this week, I played Dirty Bingo at Waikiki on Wall Street. Okay. Okay. Dirty Bingo. Dirty Bingo. That's a good time. Dirty Bingo. What is it? The way Dirty Bingo works is that instead of saying B is for boy, oh. B is for some wide variety of horrible things. Boobies. The letter B. Like barf bag or something? Bunions. Well, it, they're all... Bowel movement. Sexual. Nice. Yeah. BM. They're all vaguely sexual. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see. Oh, uh, well, not, Oh, uh, that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of them. Uh -huh. What was that again, Mo? Never mind. Big beans. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what was that? I don't know. Nope. Uh, nope. 
If you missed it the first time, let's you missed go to the out. videotape. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Bingo, by the way, dates back the concept of a lottery game like bingo dates back to Europe in the 14th and 15th century. But the game that we play yeah. is popularized by a, game, uh, by a man named Edwin Lowe in the 1940s in the United States. Hmm. And Bingo was the game that he found and turned into Bingo. So Bingo did not replace Bingo. It was kind of the other way around. And it was marketed by the same man who distributed Yahtzee. Same guy who distributed Yahtzee distributed Bingo and made it into the nationwide and worldwide phenomenon that it is. It's fun, Is that where the song came from? Bingo was his name, oh? Yeah, there was a farmer had a dog. Yeah, Uh uh-huh. There was indeed. Uh, it, 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 that. <laughs> <laughs> hold that <laughs> There was a farmer had a We're gonna try and clean up the line here. Right, okay. yes, All right, Jack. Let's oh take a little God. break. It's the five minute professor <laughs> on that real radio one oh four point one. Oh, my. Check out the news. Loud and clear, here's Big Daddy. <laughs> Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. England would like to remind people that alien sightings are no excuse for filing your taxes late. Oi, mate, but what if the aliens stole your W-2? Next, China has pulled The Last Jedi from theaters because they say the actors aren't pretty enough. What's unattractive about old Mark Hamill? How rude. Finally, some Bitcoin investors are blaming the slump on the moon. Yes, just as the tides... Bitcoin too ebbs and flows in accordance with the moon. Just as the prophecy foretold. Headlines were brought to you by the Phillips File Live blog. Go to realradio.fm to see a meteor light up the Michigan night sky. And transmission. Call now for person, place, or thing. 407-916-1041. Back to the 5-Minute Professor. Let's get into a lecture, Professor. A couple of minutes of that, then we'll have a pop quiz. All right, you've got that. Oh, how do you uh, clean up? Now, Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> There's one bingo hall for every 6,800 residents in Chictawaga, New York. Oh. It is believed to be the highest concentration of bingo halls in the United States. Uh, and the reason for that, they believe, is because of the large Polish-American Catholic population in the area. Yeah, raise money for the parish. That's right. A lot of churches do bingo. A lot of churches do bingo, and there are a lot of places in the country where you can have a bingo halls which just play bingo, yeah. and uh, they do it to raise money. A lot of them do it for charities. Some of them do it for um, a, a lot of different activities, and including here in town, there are quite a few gay bars and LGBT-oriented organizations, both in the United States and Canada, that do something called Drag Bingo or Drag Queen Bingo. Oh, really? Uh, and uh, that started in the early 1990s as a fundraising project for AIDS research. Yeah, Orlando City Foundation does a big uh, bingo tournament once a year to raise money for the foundation. Huh. There are a couple of different kinds of games of bingo, aside from the regular five across or mm. five diagonally. Uh, death bingo is the game where you play to not get bingo, and the last person who does not eat bingo is the winner. Oh. What do you call it? Death bingo. Death bingo? Death like, bingo. Like the deer hunter type bingo? Uh, kind of. What do you lose <laughs> and you have to blow your brains out? I don't understand. 
the whole idea is to be the last person on the board without a bingo. Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Not gotcha. Have a bingo. All right, okay. And uh, breaking the bubble, that is the minimum number of, um, well, uh, I guess balls to be drawn. Yeah. Uh, in order for someone to have bingo. So you have to have five in at least one letter or five in five different letters in order for the minimum number to be drawn. No, you probably only have to have four because the middle one is a free space. You could have a free, well, assuming that you have A, B, and I, A, G, and N, O, but sometimes it takes a little while until you have that done. Uh Uh-huh. Are you ready for some questions? Why, Why not? All right. What is the maximum number of numbers that you could have on your card and not have bingo. A gem, 36. Fewer. Mm. the 5 by 5 grid. Right. I had to throw a number out there. All right, Jack, 20. Jack says 20. It's fewer than 20. Moira, 12. More than 12. Fritz? Fritz. Oh, here we go. 15. Huh? Fritz says 15. More than 15. All right, Pinkman, it's no, up to you. 15 to 20. Yeah, huh? here we go. Come on, you can do it. Um, Is it a prime number? Just pick a number. Oh, it is a prime number. 17. It's a prime number. 17, he says. It is 19. Oh. Stupid 19. I hate 19. 19. You can have 19 oh. and still not have a, a bingo. bingo. Gee, it's amazing what how close... Is- 20 was, and we didn't hear anything in your voice. Yeah, normally oh, you go, It was so early, Correct. I thought we'd come around Correct. to it. Good wow. call. Good call. Top 10 hit with the song Hey 19. Hey Jack, Steely Dan. That is absolutely yeah. correct. Nice done. I it was a year, so. What year was Steely Dan inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Oh, Jim, that was uh, 19, wait a minute, 1996. After 1996. Moira, 2002. Before Rock 2000. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has created a list of 500 songs that they say have shaped rock and roll. What are the only two bands with eight songs on this list? Moira. Yes. Uh, Beatles? The Beatles is absolutely correct. Jim. Mr. Phillips. Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones are the other. Nice. Nicely done. Nicely done. Nicely done. This is a story. (laughs) What? Queen. By the way, just so you know, yeah. my daughter is convinced that when she hears me on the radio, I sound like Pinkman. Oh, well. Which yeah. is a mistake. Close uh, enough. <laughs> another reason to bring back corporal punishment. So, uh, Queen, Queen what? Queen has only one song on this list, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. What country would a modern Bohemian be from? A modern, modern Bohemian. bohemian. So what modern country? So a modern country. Okay. What country is uh, Bohemia in? Uh, that would be, uh, uh, Jim, uh, well, that's, uh, is it uh, like in Europe somewhere? Hungary? Or Hungary, yeah. Europe. Yeah, uh, we what? say Hungary. It is further north than Hungary. Moira, the Czech Republic? The Czech Republic. Oh, nice is job. Nice. Nicely done. Extra oh. points. Hey. The capital of the Czech Republic is Prague. Mm-hmm. Prague is home to one of my favorite names of a revolutionary act. Because it happened in 1419 and again in 1618, and it is the defenestration 
of Prague. What does it mean to defenestrate? That's, uh, well, that to, to defenestrate means to split it in half. That is not true. That's bifurcate. That's true. Oh. So if I could get another shot. Oh, I think it has something to do with taking out windows. I'm going to accept or that door. as the correct answer. Nice, Mo. Threw, they threw the government out the windows of a third-story building oh. and killed them. Oh. Check out the big brain on Brad. Take that, government. <laughs> it is defenestration, defenestration to be thrown out a window. Window washing in a high-rise building is involved in at least one scene of a 2017 film sequel, which involves which talking Jack. bear? Oh. Mr. Bradshaw. The talking oh, bear. the one with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. What's the name oh, of that? Ted 2. Right. Ted. It is not Ted 2. No, that uh, came out a few years ago. Oh, really? A talking uh, bear? Window washing is involved oh, in the... Pinkman. 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 Mr. Pinkman. Paddington. Paddington Bear is absolutely is. correct. Paddington 2 came out in November. In the books and the films, Paddington comes from what country? Gee, I have a clue if you need it. Gee, um, England. Its capital city oh, wait a minute. is listed in the NATO phonetic alphabet. Okay. Oh. Um... Let's Alpha think about Bravo. this. We got this. Jack, uh, Peru. Mr. No, Lima. Lima. Peru. Deepest, darkest yeah. Peru. Yeah. Nicely done. Lima is, of course, for yeah, Al. Lima, Peru. Lima, Peru. Yeah. Peru is the second largest South American exporter of what soft, ductile metal? Jim, Colin copper. Copper is absolutely. Oh, yeah. oh. Oh, nicely yeah. done. Following way behind Chile. Oh. Uh, Chile. Uh, mines half the world's copper. Uh-huh. Peru is the second largest producer of copper in South America. Peru, however, does lead the world in the production of what trendy pseudo grain? Quino, quino, uh, no. Qu- quinoa. Qu- quinoa. Quinoa. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Yeah, I know what you meant. That's good. Thank you. It is not a grass, by the way. Quinoa is not a no, grass. No, 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 no. Not a grass. Have you ever had any of that? I love yes. quinoa. Do you really? Love you quinoa. mix it with rice or just by no, itself? No, no. With all kinds of things, it's, it's so good. It's not bad when it's prepared properly. Yeah, it's so Excuse delicious. Me. Mm. It's really good. Quinoa, by the way, quinoa is grown by farmers. Yes. And if you were a farmer, and you had a dog. How would you spell its name? B-I-N-G-O, Jim. Oh, good. That is absolutely <laughs> correct. Nicely done. Yeah. B-I-N-G-O, Jim. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and B- Bingo yeah, was his Jim. name, Bingo oh, Jimmy. Jim. Yeah. J-I-M-M-Y. I'm Bingo Jim. <laughs> hey, we did okay. Did a great job I think today. we did all right. You totally missed the first question, oh, but you yeah. made a strong comeback. 88, 88. 88 points. Yay! That's horrible. Woo-hoo! Horrible. Nice because... It's not horrible if you missed the first question. Well, yeah, we, we got were that nervous. Right. Yeah, that's right. We had to that get. That is a great comeback uh-huh. from what could have been disaster. You guys did a fantastic All job. Right. Nicely B plus. done. B plus. Not Nicely good. done. Tomorrow, I will be at the Silly Grape on Saturday. I will be at Waco Taco. Uh, I'm there every Saturday, every single Saturday without fail, except for the one after this week. Uh, and every Tuesday night, I am at Post Time Lounge and Cafe, where we do live trivia, immediately followed by karaoke. Okay. This week, I believe the shot doctor is going to be there to sing for us. Oh, oh no. my God! Yeah, uh-huh. maybe you won't have anybody. <laughs> there. I know. As soon as you heard him, you're saying to yourself, "Gordon McRae, man, he's he he's nailed just it." Like, yeah, boy, oh boy. I, actually, I I was thinking more a completely different Gordon. 
Um, like the Gordon's Fisherman, I think, is what I was thinking of. <laughs> no. Gordon Ramsay. Well, yeah, you don't want to miss next our... week. It'll be seven brides for seven brothers. Right. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can scarcely wait. All right. Wait, wait, when is he going to start painting his wagon? That's uh-huh. the next question. <laughs> yeah. After he dresses as the Pirates of Penzance. I remember. <laughs> Dave Clint Eastwood singing what? that and Lee oh, Marvin no, singing that. Horrible, terrible. Yeah, terrible. But... Nope. All right, Professor, good job. Work on the lecture for next week, and we appreciate it very much. You got it. All right, five-minute professor on Real Radio 104.1. Ooh, smooth. Oh, there we go. Sorry, that's the uh, PPT music, prison placer thing. As we begin to think about wrapping up a Wednesday edition of the Phillips File, Mr. Pinkman, what's the prize for PPT? A pair of tickets to Monster Jam this Saturday at Camping World Stadium. Uh, Gravedigger will be there in addition to Max D, El Toro Loco, Monster Mutt, and more. Tickets start at $15. Go to realradio.fm keyword events for more info. All right, there we go. Let's get it underway. See how we do here. Here is Rick. You're first up. Rick, pick a person, a place, or a thing. A person. A person. Thanks to Brad for the category. Thank you, Brad. All right, here we go. Clue number one. Uh, This person was born to two ex-Marines turned barber and playboy bunny. Who is this person I speak of? Oh, uh, turned barber. She, they turned this a barber person. Into... Hold on, listen. Hold on. Take a deep breath. Oof, calm down. This person was born to two ex-Marines. Those Marines turned their profession to barber and playboy bunny. Oh, I see. Oh. Parents of this person. Right. They got out of the um, Marines and they went into something right. else. Yeah. Right. Um, Jane Mansfield. Jane Mansfield. No, it's not right. Sorry. I hit the wrong button. Uh, There you go. Sorry, you're out of here. I don't want to apologize any further for that. Here's Mark. Clue number two. Mark, he spent this clue. uh, Number two, he spent most of his teen years cutting school, opting to jam and hang out at his cousin's recording studio. I'm going to go with Moira's favorite singer, John Bon Jovi. Come on. That's your final answer? John Bon Jovi. Yeah, yeah baby. No way. Yeah, it is John Bon Jovi. John Bon Jovi. Yeah, his father was a barber. I knew that. I didn't oh. know about his mother bon Jovi? being a uh, playboy bunny. He's so cute. Uh, clue number three. Has he ever been able to buy into a football team? I know he's dying to be a part owner of a professional NFL football team. Jets or Giants. John Bon Jovi. Yeah. I don't think he's part of any ownership group right now bidding for a team. Uh, he was, I think, trying to get the bills, and he oh. did have ownership stake in the uh, Arena League Philadelphia Soul. Yeah, he's still a good-looking booger. Mm-hmm. Uh, clue number three. <laughs> well, he is. I he mean, aged well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just yeah, it's moisturizing. That's what you do. It's moisturizing. Looks pretty good for a dead guy. Stop it. Occupations John include bon singer-songwriter. Enough of that, please. Thank you. Record producer, philanthropist, and actor. Clue number four. He had a runaway hit. It kicked off record sales ah. of over 130 million albums worldwide. Must be filthy rich. Never a big fan. Yeah, Seriously? I, I left a concert. Have you, uh, uh, did you read the, uh, was it on ABC where uh, Rick Springfield was talking about his depression? Oh. No. Oh, my God. Jesse's Girl? That he Rick Springfield? He never got yeah. Jesse's Girl. That's why. He no, was on I General mean, Hospital, the- wasn't he? Yeah, wasn't he like... I think in the interview, Noah I didn't see Bradshaw. it at all, but he's breaking. I mean, he's really having a hard time talking about this. But. Yeah. 
Disciplinary five, uh, contrary to some reports, he is still alive, <laughs> though he's wanted dead or alive. Uh-huh. That steel horse he rides. Classic Brad. So, yeah. John Bon Jovi. Yeah. Nice teeth. Nice smile. You're right about that. Well, he's got those. I mean, they all have now, though. You know, the veneers. 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 What do they cost? I don't know. Fortunately, I've never had to investigate. Although, tomorrow... At eight thirty, I'm going to the dentist. I got a teeth cleaning, and they're going to do some laser treatment. Oh boy! You know when they measure your gums, like three, four, four, and then you get the fives, five, five. You ever get those? I did. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're like, "Oh, you need the laser treatment." What is that? What? I don't know. I don't know what that means. They zap you and charge you a lot more. They got to take care of your gums. That's where all the problems are. The gums. I'm telling. Take it from me. I'm trying not to be cheap with my health. You're drinking plenty of juice. You got to get that like, vitamin C in there too. Today, Pinkman talked me into getting the healthier coffee creamer that costs almost twice as much as the stuff I normally buy. I said, "Are you more concerned about your long-term health or three dollars?" And he was like, "Damn it!" I did say that. You got to floss. You got to use do. one of those water picks, one of those little day. rubber tip things. You ought to do that. Not using that. That helps. That of helps a, a lot. It helps a lot with keeping your gums nice and fresh. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, those little brushes, those tiny, teeny, tiny yes. little brushes you get in between your teeth, you ought to use one of those, too. Because that feels things good. get Yeah, stuff gets in oh, there, it feels so good. and it might be in there for several days. Oh, God, that's Because you, you get through there, and then... <laughs> oh, you know what I have to do, which I do one time the night before I get my teeth clean? What? I floss under my bridge. You have a bridge? Yeah, yeah. I've got one here, and sometimes huh. I get under there, it's like getting your back scratcher, just going, oh, yeah. oh God. I think I need a crown. Because I had a tooth that uh, crack. Uh, yeah, you had a cracked tooth? It's sensitive to cold all of a sudden. Uh-oh. Yeah, you got to get that taken care of. I know. Over here. So, so veneers. Wall. Yeah, veneers. They put it on I think if there's a certain age you shouldn't have them because all of a sudden it's like yeah, nobody, your age, yeah. nobody your age has white teeth like that. Are you still doing the, the uh, brighteners or the strips? Off and on, yeah. It helped. It did. You did it for seven days in a row? Or whatever over I the break? I did the first time around. Yeah, yeah. But I don't want super white teeth. I don't think my teeth could get super white anyway. They could get... Whiter. Whiter. Yeah. Which they... Because over the holidays, I looked at them and go, this will not stand. <laughs> your doctor will make you these um, uh, these things that go in your mouth that you can wear at night that will brighten your teeth. But the veneers, what, what are they just... Uh, on top. They just they- put on top of your teeth? And yeah, do you have to, uh, they, did they last? How long do they last? They're not removable. They're for a long time. They're like forever teeth. Really? Yeah. Forever teeth. <laughs> but did things get yeah, down in between teeth. that and. No, your... it's like cemented no. to your tooth. I think it's... they, if you have messed up teeth, I think they kind of grind down the messed up areas and then cement the new ones up. Because you see all the, and their gums are perfect and their teeth are white and they're super straight and yeah. they're just, everybody has them now. Super straight. Well, Wolf Blitzer, he doesn't. I just looked at him. Oh, uh-huh. he never smiles. How would you ever see his teeth? He never ever. ever you heard just his, said you saw his you teeth. Ever hear never Wolf Blitzer laugh? Never. I don't think he can. Jim, a couple things we posted at RealRadio.fm today. Uh, Pinkman voted, uh, posted a video of a meteor, right? Pinkman, meteor? yeah, meteorite or a meteor? No, a meteor, comma right? Question oh, mark. Okay. <laughs> Because you said a meteorite, and I'm like, meteor, right? Yeah, it's dash cam video, and then it lights up the whole night sky in oh. Michigan. It's really cool looking. Shot Doctor swung by the office before you guys got in today and was his usual self, posted a little video about that. 
He was trying to film me on his flip phone. And also, <laughs> the Hawaiian missile Classic. alert, the yeah. false alert of the yeah. the, the, um, the attack, of the incoming missile. Right. We have a story on our website, realradio.fm. What website do you think saw a surge in traffic following the Hawaii missile alert? Uh, either uh, what website that we're aware of? That what type of website? Moira. Uh, bomb shelter. Moira. Survivalist website. Nope. Like MREs. Nope. Think oh. more immediate gratification. Uh, drugs of some sort. Nope. Porn. Yes. Oh. Really? Porn website reveals surge in traffic following Hawaii missile alert. People Why? think they've got only 20 minutes. They, they might as well, you know, yeah, get a little action. Like, Nobody's that, getting any action when there's... That's it, you know. I don't know. Uh, well... A lot of more oh, people out the, It's the end of the earth. Let's get it on. Yeah, no, smoke them I, while you go. No, they they I, might have been by themselves. That's what I'm thinking. So it's the end of the earth, and I can't get it on with anybody, so I might as well just... Hey, one do, more time uh, for, for good yourself, measure. Yeah. For all time's sake. Last time. <laughs> Last I'd time. rather do drugs. Last time before the highway. But you may not have drugs. You always have that. Oh. Uh, you know what I mean? You're single alone. You always got drugs. <laughs> Generally speaking. Generally speaking. <laughs> You're in Hawaii. Oh, thank Mahalo, you, surely. Yeah, you got something sitting around. Uh, Break out the spam and the drugs. Are they recreational yet or just medicinal? I have no idea well, about Hawaii. Hawaii. Their whole lives are recreational. Mm. So. Also, if you missed the shot, Doctor, singing during Casting Call. Oh, when you're so lucky. Oklahoma was the musical that uh, was uh, the script for Casting Call today. If you go to the Philip Solander podcast, we have isolated it. You can... Hear it. It's, it's a wonderful performance yeah, that you will yeah. never be able to get out of your head. <laughs> <laughs> it was painful. I loved it. I did too. What's wrong with you people? I just want to go see a show now. Jim, Seriously. Eddie the Shaman, his son has the flu. Eddie the Shaman, despite showing no symptoms, has agreed to sit in the booth All right. and will be isolated by three panes of glass. Three o'clock. That's when we get it underway tomorrow, right after Shawnee's The News Junkie with Sabrina Sealine. They follow the monsters in the morning. Tom and Dan are next, but tonight, eat dessert first, grin like a dog wonder, aimlessly pound your conk as often as you can. Buy your books with cash and eat some ants. Bye-bye and take care. $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. I want another $1,000 winner today for Real Radio. Make sure you listen for the keyword coming up in just about six minutes. Right now, I want to give you a heads up that Sabrina will be heading to